0: The Truck Show! Whoa! How you feeling, Holman? Are you good? Hey, we're back in studio! I'm <laughs> It's been a very, very long... I don't know... Week and a half on the road, week on the road, whatever it was, we were on the road a lot. Yes, and all I know is that uh,
1: I feel it's, it's, it's about 10 degrees warmer in here because of your skin.
0: Yeah, I feel about <laughs> 400 degrees right now. I'm, I'm just uh, radiating heat from, I, I think what happened is I soaked up all that heat from Florida. Yeah. And I'm radiating it right on back out here in SoCal. You really are. And so you
1: guys, I don't know if you can hear this or not, probably not, over the road noise in your car. Uh, but we have a fan going, and the fan is pointed right at Holman's head.
0: Yeah, because I needed airflow. <laughs> all right, so uh, I just wanted to say thanks to all of the many, many followers we gained on uh, Instagram this past week from uh, all of our Daytona truck Meet coverage. So Yeah, you were on
1: absolute fire and cloud nine at the same time. Do you want to hear something funny? Fire, because you were posting everything. Uh-huh. I was taking photos and then screwing them up so I would like post something like and then the delete it. the time
0: you said the... Uh, Chevy was a new Ram uh, Yeah
1: that was, a, that was a complete
0: disaster And, <laughs> and I funny. Was just Admittedly it was funny I would have clowned you You clowned me It was great We moved on No, nope, uh, haven't moved on We didn't move on I wish we would have By the way uh, Jordan uh, I went to dinner with him that one night When you were uh, fixing the audio issues we had Which we'll talk about in a moment Yes And I was at dinner And Jordan looks over at me Jordan from Daytona Truck Meet And he looks at me and goes You doing social again? I'm like, yep. He goes. Usually, I wait like half hour between posts. I've noticed on my phone that I get a lot of truck show at the same time. I said, well, we have to do them in clumps because of how busy we are. And he goes, yeah. Sometimes I scroll through and I go, oh, another truck show post. And I was like, wow, ouch, ouch,
1: <laughs> little, little. Well, is he saying that because you and I will sometimes post on top of each other?
0: No, just because I post like, you post I'll, a sit, lot. I'll sit down and post twenty posts in a row, which you shouldn't. You're not supposed going. to. I'm not supposed to you, but. No. Uh, but it, we haven't lost anybody. You no, the Facebook like slash
1: uh, uh, Instagram algorithm says don't post all that content at once. Yeah, well, why don't, we
0: don't have a choice. So, no, we
1: don't. Uh, anyway, we have day jobs and we can't really post stuff
0: during the day. No. I mean, or so, when, uh, usually yeah. when you see something go up, I'm um, take care of business, let's <laughs> say. <laughs> or I'm right, yeah. bored in an airport or I'm at dinner <laughs> with Jordan or. <laughs> Laying down for the night, or uh, I mean, your Tuck wife in, uh, to a hotel room somewhere in uh, some far off land.
1: Yes, you do find some weird opportune times to uh, to post. Why? Because you've seen it come through at like two in the morning. Yes. And then why are you?
2: What are you doing <laughs> are you right doing? now? I yeah. don't
1: know. No, but I watched you right firsthand. Like I posted a couple, and yeah. I screwed them up, and I'm like, all right, no more. I just, uh-huh.
0: You know, I fired you. Wipe my
1: hands uh-huh. of it, and yeah. I said it's fine. I'm pretty good about it, but I was delirious. Um, I birth- burned the candle at both ends, much like yourself. Uh huh. And I just. Uh, you know, as
0: soon as I screw up, I go, you know what? Delete. Home no, you no, 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 no. You said, I screwed up. You have to delete that. And I said, no, it's funny now because people have seen it. And uh, you said, no, you need to delete it. And then you deleted it because you were mad that I wouldn't delete it. I wanted it gone.
1: <laughs> it was an error. It wasn't a funny error. It was just an error. It was kind of funny. Some... Some errors are funny, and uh-huh. I can laugh at them. You can laugh. At them. I'm like, oh, I, if I were you, I would laugh at that. This is just dumb. It was just a dumb. I called the truck a wrong, you know, wrong brand. It was like it was obvious.
0: And it was just a screw up. So then I told you, well, I, I, I'm gonna handle business, and I posted it on my personal account. Yeah. Which uh, a lot of people follow, and uh, these are some of the comments on my personal account. Mm-hmm. The cheviest Ram ever. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> a. Uh, Chevram Mollet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love these. Um, and, um, I love the fallout after this. We're coming out with great names. No, it was it's kind it of was like great. a fummins, right? It was sort of like that. Um, I, I just I just guess I love our people. I love our people. I love our people in, too. In the way they engaged. And okay, how about this? Yeah. My hashtag was you had one job. My mm-hmm. uh, favorite, John. Keyword is had. Had a job. LOL. <laughs> yep. Uh, LSF one hundred. Is lightning running the Diesel Magazine page too? Uh, if you follow Diesel Mag, uh, Diesel Power Magazine, we've uh, we've there have been some boo boos from our social team on there. Yeah. Uh, I've got one here. <laughs> it's pretty funny. jime eighty nine says at LBC Lightning, you've been hanging out with the hashtag mounted Parameters girl. Talica Mike. Guess my wife shouldn't feel bad for calling in Stryker when we meet in person at the (laughs) (laughs) Off-Road Expo in Pomona. So that's an inside joke, but also very, very hilarious. Mm -hmm. So thank you, all of you, for uh, everything you did to brighten our days. Um, All right, so going back to the audio issue, I feel like this is uh, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Because it extends, actually, through this episode. Now, you
1: said that people... Didn't really
0: have a beef with the audio quality, listeners. On this, yeah, last I haven't episode. gotten any emails or any negative uh, comments on the, the the. This is episode seventy three. Yeah, episode seventy two was completely from the road. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a chance to do any studio time, and we just we we edited it on the plane. You got it out. You got it to me. I listened to it. We it, it is what it is. So this is our first time back where we're actually in the studio and we can do a proper show. Mm-hmm. And we put out seventy two. And nobody has complained about it, and you were you were uh, worried, to say the least. I am v- I was very uncomfortable putting that
2: show up. You
1: were actually embarrassed. I am embarrassed now about <laughs> playing the Diesel Power Challenge audio that that's, we're going that's to play. That's coming up. Yeah. That's coming up in the show. So what happened is is that we I want to come clean. I know that you, this bores you, and you don't feel like we should be sharing this. I feel like I need to purge. I'm S- okay. A so
0: here's now. the difference between me. I told Lightning. I said, listen, just put it out there. Tell me had a technical issue because we did. We did. And then it move on. A technical and show. he's like, I want to explain to everybody to what say, happened. And some yes. guys will care and some guys He's he's an audio professional and he feels like if he doesn't explain everything about what happened to you guys, then he's not the professional that he wants to be. And so I'm going to give you this. I'm going to cede this time to you, sir, to explain your situation. <sighs> we are deeply
1: sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Did you notice the, uh, the wind blowing in the background of that? <laughs> yeah, It's
0: so nice. It's just
1: beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but we are sorry. There's two inputs on our little handheld recorder, a left and a right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when Holman went and did the last, uh, I don't know where you were, but you went got some interviews. I was. At, oh, uh, over uh, Overland Land Expo. Overland Expo. Yep. Expo. Yep. And Holman had two mics plugged in. And uh, he really only needed one, so I we changed the m- machine settings to record one microphone, and that setting unfortunately stayed all the way through Diesel Power okay. Challenge, and and Daytona Truck. because meet. they were one long trip that you and I were on. One against. long trip, exactly. So now we There's have a caveat, though. No, we so we plug in two microphones, yep. two XLR cables, two XLR XLR for w- cables, no audio, correct, and so. We test it, and, we look, and I looked at it briefly, and I thought, oh, look, levels look good, whatever. I made a grievous error that I almost never do, but and I will never do it again. I always plug in headphones and check as we record, as it's recording, and then I play it back and make sure it's all there, both channels,
0: the whole thing. I didn't do it. I paid the price, and it sucks giant Donkey Kong. So essentially what we had to do was all the audio was only recorded from one microphone. And we have very high-end mics that are very directional so that they don't pick up a lot of background noise. And so what happened is they barely picked up the conversation a foot away Mm -hmm. on most of these interviews. So what Lightning had to do is go into each piece of audio painstakingly, piece by piece, and lower the levels of the main mic that was recording and up the background noise so that you could hear the person we were talking to since that mic wasn't actually recording. And, and to make matters
1: worse, it wasn't. You and I would always, and we just do this. We have two microphones. Right. We don't really care whose is whose because it's. We just I'm going to make it, I'm going to make stereo
0: mono, right? So you sometimes guys... you hear me more, and sometimes you'll hear lightning more. Right. Exactly.
1: And so I'm bouncing. We're just going to change, around. by the way. Yeah. What
0: I'm going to do is channel one. I'm going to put a red band around it, so we always know channel one is is at least that. So what I think what we'll do going forward is, whoever has the red mic with channel one is also the one that interviews our guests. That way, if we have something like this in the future. We have most of the interview. Sure. Let's not... This won't happen again. Okay, good, but I'm, I'm just, telling you, this is embarrassing. It, it is. And it is. I, I know you're falling on your sword here, but I felt like uh, we should at least uh, explain ourselves a little bit. You felt like we should explain ourselves a lot. I feel like a, uh, a, uh, a weight has been lifted off of our shoulders now. Okay, well, we're sorry. We are sorry. Deeply. Deeply sorry. Deeply sorry. All right, so uh, something else to talk about. Uh, Casa Bonita What's Casa Bonita? Dude, haven't you ever been there? It's a big Mexican restaurant, but they have like cliff jumpers and Blackbird's
1: Cave and all kinds of stuff. It's like the Disneyland of Mexican restaurants. This Saturday, awesome!
3: Casa bonita, Casa Bonita, food and
0: fun and a festival. So I wanna know, and by the way, we dragged Gail Banks along with us, and mm-hmm. Gail was like a candy candy. He's like, this yep. isn't this is really great. I had no idea. Yep. We explored that place from uh, from the top to the bottom. Uh, We had plenty of people in Colorado who listened to the show who were like, oh my God, that's, you know, Colorado Disneyland, or I hope you took antacids and uh, (laughs) we only went there as kids. My friends refused to go with me. All all sorts of stuff on social from our posts there. I want to know after everything we did, what did it live up to your expectations or was it completely different? What was your truth going in there And, and what did you come out with? Well, I know what you came out with. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I didn't come out with dysentery or anything like that. It was better than I could have
1: imagined, but not for the reasons that I expected. Oh, okay. So uh, you warned me that the food would be... Marginal at best. I did. And it, and it was marginal at best. It wasn't atrocious. It was just bland. It was something you'd get at uh, at an amusement park. You know, it's just kind of no flavor. It could make everyone just full. That's mm. all it did, yeah. right? <laughs> the fried ice cream was okay. Kind of helped a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? But where the night paid off was when we went on a tour through the restaurant. Oh, well, I guess during dinner, we watched The Cliff Diver. So in the middle of this 1,100-seat restaurant, 1,100 seats, big, there's a cliff diver. Then they do some song and dance. It's kind of like a, it's made for kids. It's it's like a campy, camp. it's campy. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese where there's except there's stuff live action there's and li-
0: it's way bigger than any Chuck e. Cheese
2: you've ever been.
1: To. There's a there's a uh, you know a, like a, a zookeeper running after animals with the big net and stuff like that. Gorilla, and, a gorilla, and then you know and then a guy jumps off into this giant pool of beautiful water in the center of the restaurant. But it wasn't from until a waterfall. A cliff a waterfall. With waterfall. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it wasn't until we started exploring that I realized that this place has like three levels. And I'm going to play you this tape. I'm just going to take you through the restaurant with our group. All right, we're in uh, Casa Bonita in uh, downtown Denver, Colorado. And uh, Holman, uh, you're lead- we're not downtown. Where are we? No, oh, are we? we're in I don't know Lake Lake. Oh, we're in uh, Lakeview, Lake- Lake- Lakewood, Lake- Lakewood. Lake- Lakewood. Lake- we're walking through a cavern right now. And we're in a uh, giant Mexican restaurant with caverns inside, it's and a, the back side of water. oh, the backside of water. Oh my god! And we're here oh, with Gail Banks. Is,
4: we're on the backside of the water waterfall. Like this is exotic. <laughs> wow. So
1: we traded just, quality food for a good atmosphere. I don't know. <laughs>
5: oh,
1: here wow. we, we're we're continuing. Down a passageway In kind of a rock cavern And we're about to descend A flight of about 15 stairs Towards the uh, pool The lagoon In which divers were jumping into uh, From a rock waterfall Above the rock waterfall Just a few minutes ago
0: I think you can hear the waterfall in the background. Yes, this is where the cliff divers dive about uh, four stories down into a rocky pool of water. It's much
6: cooler down here <laughs> in the
0: spray. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool it. because it's awesome. Also. <laughs> yeah. This restaurant
1: has to be, what, 20,000 square foot? Like, this is massive. Easily. <laughs> Multiple. Yeah, the
0: banquet
1: room. Well, the old-timey banquet room. All right, here we go. Casa Bonita, as seen on South Park. What is this?
6: <laughs>
0: it's a theater Whoa. stage, right? This is the old timey banquet room. I think this is where they do the puppet shows. Yeah, the puppet shows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. It's different than a donkey show. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> they
5: are
7: have they, a monkey show and a puppet show, but not Mary a donkey Mates? show. Oh,
8: are they Marionettes or puppets?
7: I don't know. That's a really well, I gotta good know. Oh, I got mean, somebody trying to. I mean, I really. Oh, I, I really.
5: Kevin, no. get it, in here. You it, gotta check
0: it's this out. Two at nine it's late, <laughs> So
5: uh,
1: wow. mirrors on the ceiling, a big chandelier in the center of this room that probably seats two hundred people. Like a, you know, a Western Opera House. This is this, this is a Western Opera House. All right, we're following Holman now, who is uh, a seasoned vet of Costa Bonita. All right, walking through a. Uh, a whole, oh my gosh, what? We're in a cavern with stalactites and stalagmites.
0: Right? It's like the log ride.
1: And it's cooler in here. Do you <laughs> feel that? Is awesome? This is like the log ride at Knott's Berry Farm. Caves are always cool. Watch out for that bat.. Ah! Oh my God. This is absolutely bonkers. And there's a pool in here. Wait, can I throw a quarter in?
0: That's yeah, real.
1: It's real. What the hell? Is there any money in this? You can have... Oh, look I mean, at this. It
2: over, over, it, next to into the cavern.
1: Now, wait a minute. We walked into Casa Bonita, but now we're, we're deep inside the earth
2: at this point. stop it. I'm
5: digging it. The bats are storming. The bats. Um, can we eat in the stalactite
0: room? We
1: never. This have. is. You buy two, you get one. This three. is the mine ride. Okay. Who's
6: just had a at nuts. Solid idea. We need to do the decent power banquet in here? like western. Oh.
1: oh, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I gotta throw some uh, some coins in the in the pool here. Here we go. Oh, did you hear that?
5: Secret passage here. Like, where does it go to?
1: Wait, there's a secret passage over here. <laughs>
5: There is a secret
1: passage right there, dude. If you were a spelunker, no, no, right you'd be right in here. heaven. No, right, right oh my gosh! All right, we got to go up the stairs and follow Holman. he's leading this posse. All right, now we're going. We're ascending stairs and a spiral staircase as we cut through the Earth's crust. I feel like uh, yeah, here, I feel we? like we've gone with uh, Marshall, Will, and Holly.
5: Like, yeah, this is like volcanic rock. Room. <laughs>
1: All right, now we're back behind the waterfall again. I'm almost out of breath. We're going to Black
5: Bart's Hideout.
1: Where are we going? This is worse than going through an IKEA. <laughs> it is. Black Bart's Hideout entrance. Maybe too scary for youngins, one to five years old. All right, here we go. We go up very narrow stairs. Notice enter at your own risk. Okay, we're going up into a small cavern. Two stories off the ground and you can hear my voice getting ah! Ah, so what are you doing oh my god this is crazy very tight passageway don't do that <laughs>
2: don't look at this oh god
1: okay very narrow passage oh holman's gonna try and scare someone here he goes head
4: over here okay
7: holman
1: Holmes poised, ready to. <laughs> oh, there he goes! He's <laughs> waiting to scare someone. There's skulls on the wall. This is uh... reminds me of like Big Thunder Railroad I'm kind of about at Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland. What is this? It's a shrunken head. Whoa. What's happening hey, here?
0: Skulls that are living
7: on the ceiling. No, this is a scary
2: guy coming no, up. This guy, right? No, no,
1: no. Oh, oh what is that? that? What got was that? Who was that? <laughs> danger! Bottomless pit! All right, there's monsters in the sides of the cavern. Something in there. What is in here? There's th-
2: there,
1: more what danger ahead. Yeah, look at this! All right, so there's a uh, a jail cell. <laughs> it's getting narrower and narrower as we are. We still in a restaurant?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Whoa. This is wild! Oh, up, back oh, back now back. we're about to walk into the jaws. Of a giant monster <laughs> from a cave f- you have to, to a giant you monster. Believe it. All right, like, this is. All right. right, now we're in the throat of a giant monster, and they're his. Uh, we're under his tonsils. I
2: think, he, I think
8: he got veneers.
1: Last chance to escape. <laughs> he has veneers.
8: Well, now
5: we're going through the digestive system.
1: Ah. Watch your head! Now. Oh my gosh.
5: Seriously, how <laughs> awesome is
1: that? That was beyond <laughs> comprehension. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> We need to go down to the jail cell. There's a jail there's cell? More? Yeah. There's more? There's more. Oh my God. We're still oh, well, exploring the same restaurant. restaurant. All right, there's there's a gift shop with trinkets. Brett knows. Brett, Brett, how do we get down to the jail cell? Hi, do you know how we get to the jail cell? Yeah, go down the ramps. Go down the ramps, okay. All right, we're going from the second floor... Oh, there we go, I see it. An old-timey Mexican village, complete with bedazzled LED palm trees.
5: And the Batmobile is here. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Hey, baby!
1: Oh, okay. Someone found the jail cell. This is ridiculous. There it is. Okay, now wait a minute. Now now. now we have a mine car to our left.
5: here, it's the mine. Right there is the
1: the jail. Wait, let me see the jail. All right, so there's a jail over here. Yeah, sure oh, enough.
4: Jail's closed today. No, oh. oh,
1: jail's closed. The jail will be closed today due to mechanical problems. But listen, listen. That's the jail. That's the uh, the jail door.
3: Hmm. Also known as El Poke.
2: <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Hey, you can't miss the mine, but it floods all the time, so there's fans. But
1: it's like a dining mine. Wait, you can dine in here? Yes, see. What in the freaking world? Holy
5: crap! This is not very <laughs> This is you. the mine ride. This is, is the mine ride right, ride right, right here.
2: here. Look at the this lights overhead. This is, this is this is
0: this is the Calico this is Mine Ride down here. This is awesome. I'm just glad I had a chance to share this with all of you tonight. Oh Especially God. our friend Kevin Aguilar, because he's like so freaking stoked
4: on this right now. Life changer. Absolute <laughs> life changer coming here. <laughs> I'm never coming here again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, g- Gail with the closure. You know what's funny about that is I don't know that anybody or at least any of our listeners mm. have ever heard Gail like that before. Like just as that Gail moose? the person, yeah. yeah, and not not Gail in front of a video explaining diesel and turbo stuff, right? That's the dude. Gail. He's a funny motherfucker. No, I know, and that's yeah. the Gail I know. You yeah. know, and g- as we have talked about before, Gail and I we usually do breakfast a couple times a month. You know, standing uh-huh. breakfast every other week uh, when we're in town. And that's the Gale I get to see, so it's really funny to kind of share that with the audience. And I know D- Gale's been a hit on the show before and stuff like that. So anyway, um, taking the tour around, so Gale, you know, seventy-six years old, and he's
1: strutting, going upstairs, <laughs> oh, downstairs, yeah, dude. This restaurant's bonkers. Yeah. All right, Casa Bonita. I it, I think it's only two stories, but it feels like three stories. And we spent
0: at no. Least, it's got to be like four stories. I, I I don't know. I think it's four stories. Okay, it's giant. But listen, but it's in a shopping center that has like. You know, uh, Dollar General or something like that, right? It's, it's like so it's just weird. It's, you don't know. You go in the front door and you don't realize it's anyway. It's
1: I, I understand why South Park made fun of yeah, it. It's of just course. too weird. You have to. But if you're in I, Denver, you must now. I I, I got to say this. Expect a long line because yes. and, it, and the at dinner time is, yeah, at I dinner mean. time because the it's weird. So you line up to pay. And then you order off a menu, and then they hand you a receipt, and then you go and you wait in a long line as if you were an amusement park, and you get your tray. It's like a
0: cafeteria tray. Very cafeteria style, and they throw you a plate of, like, junk. But then when you get to your seat, you still have waiters that wait on you for the... Sopapillas, right. which are amazing, and fried ice cream and stuff like that. Anyway, enough about Casa Bonita. Uh, <laughs> It's it's an amazing place. You can I, never, I, too, I, you can I, never well, go too much about Casa Bonita. Well, the only thing that's more important than Casa Bonita right mm. now is thanking uh, Nissan for putting up with our antics over the past week. Uh, oh my god! Over the past year, really, as they uh, as they have as the presenting sponsor of the Truck Show Podcast. We haven't started so. the show no, yet. No, we haven't. We're so <laughs> we're so deep. All right. So anyway, uh, if you're in the market for a half ton truck. Head on down to your Nissan dealer. Nissan Titan, Nissan Titan XD, five point six liter gas V eight, five liter Cummins. By the way, this episode mm. has a ton of really interesting five liter Cummins uh, tuning talk. If you're into Titan performance, you'll love this. This is this yeah. is you're gonna wait. Or your even pants. Cummins performance. They're yes. trying to figure out what uh, the, you know the capability of that engine is. So we're gonna talk Titan XDs anyway. Five year hundred thousand mile warranty. Titan boxes and offender Fender audio and. Platinum Reserve Interior, great truck. Uh, also, we can't forget our Deckt. associate-sponsored deck. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. If you're looking for an
1: amazing storage, container, solution, uh, deck for your truck. So what it is, is it's multiple sliding doors about, I would call it three to four feet deep, Right. And they're on beautiful, silky smooth Texas-made ball bearings, (laughs) right? And you can lock them, and then you can place 2,000 pounds on top of the
0: decked system. It basically uh, is a cargo storage solution for your Van or pickup truck. Right. And uh, it allows you to have multi tiered storage in your bed, store things under the new false floor because you have those slide out drawers. Right. 2,000 pounds on top. Whether it's motorcycle
1: game. equipment, you know, it'll UTV. take your boots to your
0: leathers or or, or gu- guns,
1: whatever, oh, you, whatever yeah. you got. Exactly. And there's a lot of uh, accessories you can get for like a bottle opener
0: to, uh, if you're a carpenter, you can get a long ruler that's affixed to the. There's, uh, there's also uh, people who make really cool uh, foam cutouts for different implements to keep them safe. Uh, in there's, the back dude, and, there's can like cup holders that are built into this thing. Oh yeah, ammo cans in the corner. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a it's great system. So anyway, on that note, I think it's time for us to finally start the show. Whoa! The truck show. We're gonna show
1: you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck, cuz truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show
5: it's the truck show with your hosts
1: lightning and holman i don't think we've ever had a longer
0: intro Oh. it took us 20 minutes to start the freaking show wow that is a long intro <laughs> yeah but it was casa bonita it is
1: yeah, casa bonita. you
0: know what i think we're uh it's
1: long and, and but wait a minute it's not casa bonita it's like super white dude
0: it's casa bonita well i'm going
1: to casa bonita
0: that's what they that's what they call it right, right. all right here's the deal <laughs> that uh intro was uh about half the length of time of the number of episodes that we're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 73. Welcome to 73, uh, listeners and lightning. Why do you look me in 73? <laughs> I just feel like this whole week has been crazy. We've been on the road. We've been in airplanes and airports together. We've been in hotels. We you know, oh my need gosh. to stop making excuses for suckage. We just have to. No, admit we own it. That, we suck. We okay. Good. <laughs> I'm just. I'm fine with it. All right. We suck. That's all it. All right. High five. high on. five. Right. One star. Okay. We don't. <laughs> have, we don't even have any energy behind it. Whatever. Um, we did our best, mm-hmm. and it wasn't good enough this time. <laughs> no, <what? laughs> but we're still going to deliver you some uh, some uh, a bang up show. How about that? All right. So I've got a I've got a what the truck for you. You do. I do. What the truck?
2: What the truck?
0: What the truck? Tell me uh, more. You might know of a uh, certain, I would say, um, bargain-priced uh, uh, department store. Like a Dollar General or no, 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 a- department or store. Like-
1: Kohl's. Oh, oh Kohl's. Kohl's, okay. Right? Is uh, Kohl's the one we're talking about? We we're talking about Kohl's. Okay. Can you turn the fan off? I know you're hot, but it drives me nuts because I can- Our show, The audio is already can, so nobody bad. Nobody can hear it but you.
0: Really? Yeah, nobody can hear it. I don't hear it. No difference. I, I hear it. I just, we've screwed up the audio so much. You literally can't hear anything in life. How did I hear that? I have no idea. Okay. All right, so Coles is is selling a T-shirt with a truck on it. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. It says, uh, American Pie drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. It gets worse. Oh, no. The picture of the truck is enough to incite violence between uh, certain brand loyalists. The Blue Oval And the bow tie, it is essentially what looks like a '65 or '66 Chevy C10, okay, with a '71 Ford F100 bump side grill. Oh, let me see it. Let me see it. Look how wrong that is. Oh no! So this is a faded
1: shirt. It's it's on purpose, right? Yeah. And the shirt is kind of like a a vintage looking vintage. So it's a tan shirt, light, real light sand color, and the print is blue and
0: weathered. And it is a Chevy with a Ford grill.
1: That someone did that on purpose.
0: Well, because I'm sure to get away from whatever trademark. uh, Sure. But uh, it's just awful.
9: What the truck?
0: Do you think this is going to cause outrage? Has it already? Oh yeah, there's uh, a ton of stories online, a bunch of different places. Uh, Jalopnik has a funny story about it. Uh, I like Jalopnik's headline: "Coles is selling a T-shirt with a truck on it that could inspire fights and riots." It's true, uh, sadly. We'll, uh, we'll post it up at Truck Show Podcast on our social, but uh, I, I just thought I had to bring it to uh, to everyone's attention because it's just wrong. Mm. What and the truck. truck? What the truck. Yeah. All right. I'm uh, going to say don't patronize Kohl's just because just of that. Just because of that? <laughs> yeah. Or are we going to boycott? We're going to take our thousands of listeners and we are not even going to walk in the front door unless they have one of those great coupons where you come back within the date range of two weeks later and save 50% on one item. I I don't know if I've ever stepped foot into Kohl's. Have you? Uh, clearly, I have, if I know the scheme of getting you back there. Yeah. My wife has an account, and uh, I went to go buy something. An account meaning like a credit card? Like a Kohl's No, no, card? no, Like You have a Kohl's account where they give you like Kohl's cash and cash back. It's, a, it's how they perpetuate the whole you coming back here thing. And uh, anyway, I refuse to use them now based solely on this T-shirt. Okay. Well, whoever the buyer is, they lost my business for life. <laughs> What the truck? All right, what do you say we uh, get into uh, some diesel power challenge conversation?
1: Uh, I'd like to start with Clint, and the reason is- I like that. um, Clint owns- Clint Cannon. Clint Cannon, sorry. Clint owns ATS Performance. Now, ATS Diesel Performance is a massive building that, um, well, you know what, we'll
0: talk about on the tape here, but the reason I want to start with Clint- Arvada, Colorado, mm-hmm. which is, uh, uh, obviously, we use his shop in his dyno, he is, uh, to Colorado, uh, well, he's probably that area of the country, the biggest diesel upfitter, I guess is a good way to say it, mm-hmm. um, and huge nationwide, but when you're in that part of the country, everything is ATS. It's, ATS. it's ATS country. So here's the thing, is that this event, I don't think, could happen without ATS, Part of the reason we do it there is because ATS is there. And we used to do this event in Salt Lake City, and we did it in Kentucky. Why we like Denver for Diesel Power Challenge is because the altitude messes everybody up, which we love, right? Because it it is sort of a... um uh, a uh, equalizer, right? Mm-hmm. It, you, you come you don't really know what 5,000-plus feet of elevation are going to do. Except for two. the people that, that are, are from, from Colorado. Colorado. Colorado right. But it. within 10 miles, we have ATS, we have Bandamere Speedway, we have these great drives, we've, we've got just an amazing array of f- shops, facilities, places to test, and it just happens to be a, a great place. But Clint opens up his entire facility and, and
1: has his mechanics stay overnight to help guys wrench on the truck so they can make it to the event the next morning and that's yep. pretty badass
0: all right so uh, we are here with clint cannon who owns ats diesel performance here in colorado we're trying to do an interview holman's trying to hit
1: the record button and there's a stream of guys yeah no that's why i hit it fast yeah a line <laughs> of guys just coming up to say thank you to yeah. you and your staff
0: but I don't know why they're thinking Clint, because they all owe his ch- owe Clint chores around ATS after the week, because most of his lifts were taken up with Diesel Power uh, Challenge competitors.
3: You know, we broke a lot of stuff this weekend. <laughs>
0: this week, shall I say. Seems like the weekend. This is We've one of the like most carnage-filled DPCs of a long time, yeah, so isn't three it? Three
3: engines were built this week. <laughs> oh my
0: rebuilt. god. You know, Cummins the first night, putting bearings in. And like four or five torque converters, a transmission.
3: Yeah, I'm like so three engines, five trannies, yeah. three converters, head gasket and all the other stuff It oh, sounds like warranty over
0: at never mind i won't bring it yeah. up <laughs> so
1: at some point at about 3 a.m the alarm company called says uh Clint, are you going to close the door or what <laughs> yeah. you a 24-hour service now
0: yeah it's
3: kind of nice that they actually check in on us not only the alarm <laughs> company but the fire department so they're down the street so they start putting in calls Like, hey, you guys are still open. You know, it's going on I can to get a robbery. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? Yeah, we're getting robbed,
3: all right. <laughs> you are. All
0: right, all right, well, you, you have uh, supported Diesel Power Challenge for years and years and years. Uh, you're right down the street from where we hold the event. In fact, one of the reasons we hold the event here in Denver is because the proximity of ATS and having a shop that has the you – you host Dino Day. You host a, a get gathering for everybody. But I didn't really want to talk about that. That's all important. What I really wanted to talk about is last year on the podcast for Diesel Power Challenge, you were working on some really advanced technology in the space and it was uh, basically a clean performance DPF system. And we really wanted to check in with you and see how that project is progressing and, and what are some of the things you're seeing and, and what's the update from ATS on being able to have, you know, emissions-friendly performance in a modern diesel truck?
3: You know, the great thing is we're getting closer and closer to that, and we now have three systems that are actually marketable that you can purchase from us. Awesome. One for the Ford, one for the Dodge, one for the GM. You know, that pretty much covers everything up to 17 on some models, 18 on others. And that is essentially a compound turbo setup, you know, that gives you the density so you
0: Holman, can you hear him over the crowd noise in the background? You know, I, I'm listening to this and I'm going, it, it, it's salvageable. It's not bad, right? It's, it's serviceable for for getting the story out. There's not really a way for us to redo these interviews. You and I both agree that you want to do it the first time because the second time you do it, it's never the same. We have built this podcast on uh, priding ourselves on audio quality. Up until this point. And I feel bad right now. <laughs>
3: You know, it gives you the density so you can burn the fuel. Sure. And then, of course, we have to add some fuel to it. And that's another twin fueler, so we maintain the rail pressure. And then, of course, software that goes on top of that. And the really cool exciting thing about that is, you know, that gets you somewhere in that 600 horsepower range, you know, 12 to 1,400 foot-pounds, and it all works. It's emissions legal, no black smoke. You do get some smoke. It's usually white from the rear tires. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, we're that's very... It's smoke. Yeah. Actually- well, it depends where you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it's exciting times. You know, we were, for a long time we were really concerned about the diesel industry, and, and today, you know, the technology from what the manufacturers worked so hard on, and all the guys in the aftermarket, you know, we're putting that together. So it's it's becoming really really exciting times in the
5: diesel industry. So,
3: so you know, looking at uh, next year, I would be I would be really surprised if we didn't start seeing some emissions on type vehicles compete in the Diesel Power Challenge. And I think that's probably coming soon. We're hoping for it. So in fact, Holman, um,
1: he was very uh, gracious and gave the all, all the competitors a tour. To yeah, of course, facility. yep. And so he's walking us through. And what becomes instantly identifiable is the fact that everything is made in the U.S. Yeah. You're watching the guys, not just they're not assembling parts from around the world. Yeah. They're making the parts, yep. then assembling it. All the tour. And he
0: has. I know we went to Casa Bonita, and there's all sorts of like little different chambers and places to get lost. Same thing as ATS. You walk around that place; it's so massive. There's like lost. there's like a hallway, and there's like ooh whatsoever. You go upstairs. They're like, oh, what's this? Right? How big is your facility, Clint? It's so 110,000 square feet. <laughs> so we have. That's <laughs> so the size of, of your house in Long Beach, right, Lightning? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> like <one> car garage. <laughs> <laughs> we have about
3: 50,000 feet downstairs that is all assembly, and then upstairs is all manufacturing, so another 55,000 feet. And you know we're very proud of all American-made. You know that is one of the things that I can honestly say that the stuff that we manufacture here is really truly manufactured. It's not manufactured in our of Colorado. It's within the fifty states of so really Forty-eight. You know the uh, the stuff that we're dealing with now the tariffs and that that's pretty cool because we don't, we're not
5: we're not
0: bound by that. Right. So the guys who are doing overseas stuff, you probably have a price advantage with that yeah, happening. They just keep banging tariffs off. And it doesn't affect us at all. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, but. But the most exciting
3: thing about it is it's really the, about the people that are here, the employees that are here, the people that you work with, you know, all the design, the excitement. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of kids in the shop. These guys, this week was fantastic. You know, you see a lot of innovative things that these guys come up with and... And they get some ideas, and they talk to the engineers, and they put them together, and design it, and build it, and, and you know, next thing you know, that becomes a production part that is created from the minds of these kids, which is awesome. It, it is. It is really exciting. So, well,
1: what I love is that you're not afraid to sink money, capital, into these young guys and their ideas.
3: That's where the future's at. It's all about the employees. I mean, it's all about these kids that are doing these things. You know, if we don't do that, then it's never going to happen. This industry has to grow.
1: They're, they're making you look good.
3: Well, they they, they certainly do. <laughs>
1: Smart, right? <laughs> well, I mean, going back to the DPF, that's no easy task. So, Holman, this DPF, I don't know if you saw last year. Mm-hmm. The DPF is huge. This thing has to be, what, 24 inches around or
0: longer? And it's like... <clears throat> Sounds like we're in a nightclub. And just to describe the scene to our listeners, we're in a hotel banquet room. So, uh, you think about one of those rooms where it's like the walls kind of fold to make it bigger or smaller and you know, a bunch of people in a tight space with uh, you know, like uh, a bar and servers and people walking around. Mm-hmm. But as you can tell, people are having a great time. We were standing at the bar,
1: by the door, by the door, (laughs) the worst possible spot, not knowing one of the microphones was not picking up audio. Go us. Three, four feet long. I mean, it's massive. And the engineering behind that, you were saying earlier at dinner, that it's not just the flow. You've got to keep it at certain temps. It's a certain materials inside to, to, to catch the, uh, deep, uh, the particulate. I mean,
3: right. tell us a little about that development. Right, It's you know, massive. Yeah, it's not just about a filter. You know, anybody can just filter the exhaust. But, right? yeah, I mean, it really starts at the engine level. You know, you have to make sure that the engine burns this cleanly, right? I mean, you
0: yeah, The more efficient the engine is, the less work you have to do in the
3: after treatment 100%. to clean it up. I mean, you can't expect the after treatment system just to absorb all this and take care of it. You actually have to, you have to make sure it burns properly, you have the density, you have the fuel ratio right. It comes out of the exhaust relatively clean. You have to have the heat so it actually passively regenerates. And as that happens, then the diesel engine will continue to breathe and not just sit lock. So the last thing we need is fog a motor and sit low to DPF. And, then, you know, you have one, dry, one one race and then you have to take it off and break. Right. Because it is a filter. They will clog up over time. Right, absolutely. So, you know, it's, it's really a hand-to-hand relationship between what you're doing with the controls of the engine, the hard parts, what we're doing with the way the substrates
0: are. It's a very holistic approach. You're not, you can't really buy one piece of the kit and expect it to do everything. There, It's, it's a partnership of all these different parts and different parts intake. The the combustion process, the, the exhaust process, all working hand-in-hand hand for the You're saying that upcoming. the hole is yeah. greater
1: than some of its parts?
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're just loving this, aren't you?
1: Well, the fact that the mic that's picking him up is the one that you're holding, yeah. and you're backing away from him. And so every, like, two inches you take a step back closer to the bar to get yourself a beer— is the less that we can hear from him, and you don't know it as it's happening. I don't. Know, I don't know what's
0: going on of because my my audio guy failed. Uh, well, we both failed together. My audio guy is awful. <clears throat> and um,
1: would you just well, play the interview? If
0: I I can't you're, hear you're what, you're what he's saying. You're the only person that this is bothering right now.
1: There's no they're, way! They're
0: more bothered that we keep cutting into listening to Clint. You know, we don't need these government officials taking this stuff away from us. That's a yeah, thing. well, and we don't need to hasten our own demise, right? We've said that a lot of podcasts. Is the worst thing we could do is, make, is shine a spotlight and make it worse for everybody. So guys like you who are, are working hard for this clean performance are going to extend the longevity of what we love to do here. Yeah. yeah so if people want to go to uh, ATS and find out more, what's the uh, website and your socials? Just go to ATSDiesel.com. Okay. Uh, go to Google, go whoever you want to want is Diesel, and you're there. Easy, easy.
3: So
1: walking through his facility, he has yeah. a room dedicated to turbos.
0: Yeah, of course he does. The yeah. and,
1: everything. and there's a group of guys that broke off, and I seriously swept them up because I thought they were going to have some alone time with them. You know, if you know what I'm saying.
0: No, 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 that, that was you. That was Clint had to send security to come get you.
1: I almost violated one of his
0: turbos. You're like, this compressor wheel size is too big for me. <laughs> Charges are fun. I think they get funner, funner, funner. <laughs> so that, that is where we're at. Awesome, man. Well, appreciate your time. Thanks, Clint. Good to see you. <laughs> I, I don't think it was that bad considering the circumstances. All I can do is laugh. Uh, let's go with uh, Matt Meyer. All right, so uh, I don't know where lightning uh, ran off to. Oh, here he is. He's he's coming now. He's decided to join us for this interview. What's going on? You just keep bouncing around the room. Well, we we don't have time. I I don't know what you keep like just uh, you know being a social butterfly or something. All right, so we're here with Matt Meyer. Meyer. Okay, and Matt, uh, you've got a hell of a story because um, I'm not sure if I've ever heard of somebody who. He broke <laughs> everything.
1: Down. He broke down at every single <laughs> competition, and yet fixed it, and then competed. And then competed the whole.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's go through the litany of things that you went through this week.
5: Oh, okay, so we, we, we ran on the dyno, um, we made a, a number that we said if we made more than, that we would be good with it, uh, but it happened to blow the uh, map sensor line off, and we had a big quarter inch hole in the intake. <laughs> of course you did. So And it cut out completely as it was doing its run, so we saw on the graph where it was coming up, um, so we thought, well, let's try it. And it again, <laughs> let's put the line back on, so we got the line back on with a better clamp. But on the second run, I hit the dyno, or hit the nitrous button on the dyno too early, and it uh, popped so popped a head gasket we figured it at least knew something like that happened um we ended up i was about
0: 15 feet from the nose you pooped truck, did you and it was a gunshot yeah it was, yeah you changed your undies yeah i i did
5: oh so we ended up uh there at ats and we, we started tearing it apart we found a head gasket um definitely a
0: head gasket pulled the head off in the truck and by the way, I don't think we've told people, you have a 97 OBS oh, yeah. 7.3 Ford. Yeah, it's a How 7 can we skip liter, that?
5: Yeah, 7.3 liter, old body style. Um,
0: and by uh, the way, crew cab, F250, so, I love it. As I looked at that truck. I'm like, Appreciate that's it. the truck that I. I mean, I have a, we have soft spots for OBS Fords. I mean, yes, I, I don't, you and know, in the first seven three power strokes, badass. So anyway, just so people get a picture in their mind of what oh, we're talking sure. about here. Sure.
5: So, so yeah, so I had to pull the head off. Uh, we pulled the head off. Uh, we started cleaning up the cylinders, and we ended up finding uh, one of the pistons was cracked all the way across. Uh, Here's bad, the pretty. photograph. Here's a photograph, Holman, of his
0: crack. Uh huh. Yep.
5: <laughs> it was pretty rough. So. Uh, we ended up just having to pull the motor, obviously, at that point. So, because you can't change rods in a seven-three uh, cross members doesn't give you any any place to put your fingers. So yeah. anyway, we pulled the, uh, the engine, got it out of the stand, swapped that piston out, and I thought, well, heck, let's double check the driver's side just to make sure. Bet you're happy you did that, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, as soon as I pulled the valve cover off, we found a piece of gasket material in the valve cover, and I knew right away something Uh-oh. was wrong. Um, looked down in through the pushrod tube holes, and we could see a gasket slid. So pulled that head off, and I ended up having another piston.
0: Because one wasn't enough.
5: Right, because we needed <laughs> more to do. Um, Got all that taken care of, we put it
0: all back together. I think he just likes this new uh, six-cylinder uh, Ford F-150 uh, power strokes. Yeah, yeah. And he's trying to emulate that. This
1: whole time you're at ATS, right? So yes, Clint at ATS. And Clint and his team
5: opened up the house at
0: so, ATS. So how many dishes do you owe Clint? Are you doing like hard labor at the shop? Are you doing dishes in the kitchen for him? Or? Very,
5: very bad things, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he needs at this point, <laughs> he did take care of us, for sure.
0: We're going to ask him, I'm going to ask him how many, yeah. uh, how many chores uh, Matt has yeah. over the old ATS <laughs> um, dec- Factory. I'll be
5: pushing the broom around
0: for a while. Sure. Rolling uh, barrels of oil yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> right. 55 <laughs> yeah, gallon drums. We go to set
5: the motor back in. Um we're, we're at this point, we're ecstatic because we have got it together, we think we're on our home stretch. Uh we have to pull the water pump to actually get the motor in the truck uh, with the other head back on. Also
0: oh, it was easy then. Is what we're <laughs> yeah, it's the reason.
5: so pulled the water pump and we had a piece of head gasket.
0: Was that before after you all high-five each other for a job well done? Oh no, no <laughs> yeah, we were totally excited. So. Uh pulled the water pump off and
5: a piece of head gasket material we got in between the impeller and the actual cover which is aluminum and it cracked the front cover right into the crankcase so
3: all the uh, water
5: would just uh. be going into the crankcase and we just put it in um, anyway so that was kind of a real dampener because the only way to change that is to pull the engine back apart. All right. But, JB Weld.
0: <laughs> Gotta love JB Weld. And where where are you from, Matt? So I'm
5: from Tennessee, Nashville area. Okay,
0: so there's a few tractors out there that are being held together with JB Weld, no doubt.
5: Most of my stuff around my yard yeah. By the way- When you told me you had done that with JB Weld, I thought you were seriously joking. No, absolutely. No, that's, that's JB
0: Weld, it's like, you, you either have a, a steel body truck, an aluminum body truck, or a JB Weld body yeah. truck.
5: Well, we did get it back together. Um, we ended up leaving uh, ATS at about three o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs>
2: anyway, it was, it was a rough night. Sorry, I'm having
5: flashbacks. So, well, we we made sure the truck started with no accessories, nothing on it, and fired up. We were good to go. There, uh, went back to the hotel, slept for about three hours, came back, uh, put it put the put it the rest of the way back together with a bunch of little gremlin stuff that happened, but uh, nothing major. We ended up uh, making it over to the drag race and making a uh, our first. Uh, what well, was the trailer tow? So we made
0: made it t- eighth mile, ten thousand pound trailer. Right,
5: after just getting the motor back together, two new pistons, two new head gaskets. So my crew's like, Yeah, take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like,
0: Famous last words.
5: So, uh, but we ended up doing really well, actually, in the trailer tow. Um, at the end of the track, I was kind of freaked out because there was a whole bunch of smoke pouring out of the exhaust. Well, what happened was, I have a hob switch, which is a pressure switch for the nitrous, and the line, we'd put it back together in such a hurry, the wire was tight, and it had pulled off and grounded itself, so it was oh. nitrous as I'm coming back down. Oh! The uh, so, and I didn't know what was going on.
1: <laughs> well, everyone in the stands <laughs> thought he was on fire.
0: Yeah, oh, I, oh I, yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Going. Well,
5: that was the other
0: time. Um, oh, this, yeah, there's, 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 there's more, there's, there's more. We've
5: been smoking the whole weekend, but uh, we made it back for the drag race, um, and we went, went our first qualifying pass and um, the truck. It, it ran really good, but it cut out mid-track, uh, had to drop out of it, um, got back in it. Um, I didn't know what was going on, and I found out very shortly it was a turbocharger problem, and popped the turbo, sent the impeller wheel, Uh, into the uh, actual air filter, so I shot it out.
0: Into the box, yeah. Right, and then
5: the turbo proceeded to feed the engine oil, so when I shut the key off, it was running away. Um. How did you stop your truck? Uh, ended up jumping out, pulled the air filter off, and I shoved a Girl Scout cookie box lid. <laughs> <laughs> slow,
2: clap, <laughs> <laughs> slow clap. Very
5: good. And that saved that saved the engine after it ate about three and a half gallons of oil. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last, but you know, certainly not least, was the uh, sled pull. We ended up getting the turbo back on. We were able to compete in every event of this of this whole thing,
0: which was our whole goal. That's um, what we call a miracle.
5: Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> we went to sled pull couldn't get the truck to not bounce, uh, just had bad luck there, so I just said, you know, heck with
0: it. And I think I told you, I was watching his truck come down the sled pole, and the sled pole track was really hard, and just it just wasn't a great surface, right? I thought he had a TTB truck because of how much his tire rods were dancing on the front of his uh, solid axle, and I'm sure it was probably Dana, was it a 60 or... Dana 60. 60, yeah. And I was just like, but the amount of air under your front tires was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah.
5: Well, I just... I,
0: if you were at a lowrider competition, you would have won
2: the hop. Yeah.
5: Well, it ended up just taking out the rear yoke on the driveshaft, um, so we ended up uh,
0: fixing out the parking lot afterwards,
5: so we right drove it back to the hotel. It was cool seeing him drive off
0: the track in front-wheel drive. Yeah, yeah no, that's right, because the driveshaft, as soon as he gets out, he goes under the track, pulls off the driveshaft, like, ah, he's got front-wheel drive, he's good. All right, so if people want to follow you on Instagram, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, it's uh, mattman347 is my Instagram, okay. or uh, mattmeyer, uh, M-A-I-E-R is it's spelled, everybody's Says Mayer, either way. Meyer. Yeah. yeah. All right. So if you guys want to know a seven three expert, this is the guy you want to talk to because he's seen 7-3s do just about everything wrong and fix them. And uh, all right, brother. Well, thanks for spending the week with us. Thank you,
5: guys. Appreciate thanks, it. Matt.
0: Thank you. That was Matt Meyer. Matt Meyer, the uh, man of carnage. <laughs> <laughs> the captain of carnage. Is uh, the commander of carnage. of carnage? A
1: shield on his uh, on his chest, and then we give him a cape and tights. The cape of carnage. Richard Coker is up next. Richard Coker won Diesel Power Challenge. Couldn't be a nicer fella.
0: All right, so tell everybody, who am I with? Richard Coker. And you are important to this conversation, why?
4: Uh, I believe I just got first place in Diesel Power Challenge 2019.
0: How about that? (laughs) That's
4: an incredible experience.
0: Your truck is a regular cab. I guess, was it a GMT 800 uh, Chevy?
4: Chevrolet 2500. Yep.
0: It's sort of unassuming. It's it's white and it doesn't it's not lifted and it you know it's just it's just unassuming, <laughs> and that thing was so reliable all week, and you just dominated everything except maybe the sled pole. Yeah,
4: let's not talk about the sled pole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, it did very well. Uh, you know, it's just one of those sleeper pickups you just don't right. you look at it, you don't see it, don't so think it. But,
0: so what uh, do you think the formula was? I mean,
4: obviously you've read Diesel Power, you've been a fan,
0: you've always thought, hey, I want to go be a part of Diesel Power Challenge. What made you think you know my truck has the chops to do this? And then, what do you think the secret recipe is to win here?
4: Well, I think the secret recipe is uh, using quality parts, lots of sponsors, everyone back there, and uh, also staying a little bit conservative, doing just enough to win. That way, you can stay alive. What's your favorite part about the week? <laughs> my favorite part about the week uh, would actually just be being with great people, great teams, and you know, it, it was just a unique experience for sure you know we, we've all done single events and weekends et cetera, but nothing to this magnitude it's, it's been phenomenal
0: yeah you, you happen to be a part of a great class the class of 2019 diesel power challenge Competitors was amazing. I I even heard some people joking that one of their crew chiefs, because their truck wasn't broken, another team used it more this week than they did. You know, and and, but that's how it is. Everybody helps each other out and stuff. So let's talk about your truck a little bit. What's the build, and uh, and see if you can kind of throw out what a a successful build recipe looks like.
4: So uh, it's a 2006 2500 HD. We have a
2: stage stage two SoCal diesel F1 diesel injector. (laughs)
0: we gotta stop right
1: there I mean come on it just got so loud he was obscured yeah that
0: was awesome (laughs) (laughs) was uh, awesome on so many levels I promise you our valued loyal and beloved listener
4: that next week
0: will be back to normal PPE
4: CP3 controller uh, SNS pump Exergy pump uh, bank Center cooler uh, gear and converter, top-notch garage transmission. Uh, I mean, there, there's a ton of stuff that's, that involves in it.
0: What's your estimated power level?
4: Well, don't really know because we were a little surprised on the dyno when we, uh, we made an 1190 or so uncorrected and almost 1500 corrected. Uh, we we were actually we laid down 1200 fuel only Wow so, uh, on that same tune sure and we shot baby shot uh, baby jets at it so uh, yeah, I, I would say 1500 is probably pretty reasonable uh, we've got a little bit more fuel and a lot more nitrogen to give it
0: alright not not that I want to uh Give you more competition for next year, but for somebody who's listening who wants to enter a diesel power challenge, what is your advice to them for putting their truck together and coming here? Whether it's whether it's parts, whether it's attitude, whether it's skill, what what would your advice be to somebody who wants to be a part of this?
4: My advice would be to have a pickup that's been running together and you're familiar with for a long time. Uh, We've entered the last three years. I would say if we got voted in, you know, the first year or second year, we probably wouldn't have been as prepared as we are now. The pickup we have, um, we. We've been running about a year now or so in the setup that it is the only changes we made was nitrous and adding sensors and so forth so uh
0: those big it. sensors yeah
4: exactly yeah. <laughs> have you richard have you
1: owned that truck since that duramax since it was new
4: no sir actually uh i spent two years trying to find to pick up the build. Uh, so i ended up buying that from a farmer down in south texas around 2013. Were
1: you a Duramax fan or? Oh yeah,
2: okay.
4: okay. Yeah, my brother actually uh, was the one that got me into it. Um, he built a compound turbo uh, 2008 Duramax, about 700 horsepower or so. We ran for about three years, and uh, the very first time he took me out, and we did a boosted launch in it, I was hooked. That was it. <laughs> I had to be faster than him. And he, he ran 11.8, laid down uh, a little over 700 horsepower on the dyno. I think I've just about doubled it. <laughs> Holman, were you in uh,
1: were you here when they were doing the dyno? I was when not. Richard was okay, so when Richard did the dino run his intake, so he has a bell mouth intake with no filter, and it was sucking in everything in the dino cell. Oh, so yeah. first, it belches out some smoke. Right. So then, then it sucks it back in for so more he, power. He's got his own EGR system. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally. It, well, as long as he's room. in an
0: enclosed room, he's good. Dude, and the sound
1: of that intake is <laughs> yeah, unreal. Yeah, it sounds unreal. like a jet engine. You know, oh it my it yeah. lord!
4: fucker every time. Yes. <laughs> does it?
0: Does that truck ever scare you?
4: Uh, every time I, I run it. It, uh, it really does. Like makes, makes me nervous.
2: Well,
0: congratulations on your win, and uh, we're going to look forward to seeing you next year. And
4: so, if people want to follow you or your truck build, do you have an Instagram or Facebook or anything like that? Uh, I have uh, Instagram, pilker 6365 uh, Business name is Performance Field. Um, it's on Facebook. So, uh, that's about that it. I mean, that's all right. Videos everywhere. We'll get ready for thousands and thousands of people to come <laughs> looking for you. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> all right, brother. Well,
0: congratulations, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Thank you. All right. All right. Like I said, couldn't be a nicer fella. So, Genuine. Yeah, very um, salt-of-the-earth kind of a guy. How
1: about we uh, hear from Amsoil? Oh, you mean our buddy Mark at
0: Amsoil. Okay, so we've been wanting to have these guys on for a long time. It just so happens that Mark Nyholm from Amsoil is standing right here with us. Amsoil is a big sponsor of Diesel Power Challenge. And we've wanted to talk fluids and all the great stuff that you guys are doing. So we need to have you back on the podcast for like a longer segment. But while we're here, can we do five minutes of Amsoil and Diesel Performance? He made it rain. Like he dropped off pallets. Oh, yeah. uh, (laughs) He he had pallets of stuff.
6: And the guys are like... Yes. We we bring in liquid gold for this event. Liquid I mean, gold. <laughs> we uh, we reach out to all the all these competitors before the thing starts and we we open up our
0: full product line. I've always been amazed, even not even the diesel performance side, but in the off-roading side, you have the severe gear oil and I've used that in all my Jeeps and I've never had a problem and I've got 37s with Dana 44s and I've never had an issue. And that stuff is amazing cuz it's really tacky and it just it it works amazingly well, and it's one of my favorite gear lubes. Just outside of this realm, there's so many places and so many you know types of fluid that you guys offer.
6: We, we focus on the science of lubrication, right? So we, we beat it up in our lab, and then we let guys like you and pro-race teams destroy it out. <laughs> yeah, right? We collect a bunch of data, and then we bring it back to the lab, and we reformulate. We, we, it's, just, and w- it's
0: an iterative process. And what's fascinating about Amsoil is you guys actually do make your own oil in your own blends, where there's a lot of companies who buy excess oil from other places, add a pigment to it, let's say, and then sell it under their brand. And you guys are actually doing the science and making a product that is specific to your needs.
6: That's a fact. I mean, we we want to focus on the needs of what you want out of it, and then we boost it beyond what you could ever expect of it. I mean, we never want you to ever run into a condition of a failure, so we put in way more chemistry than you'd ever need. But you're right. I mean, we mix chemicals. I mean, we're not buying, we're not buying anything. We, we test the stuff.
0: Yeah, your them stuff them. is not private-labeled because it came out of, a you know, excess from somebody's factory. Oh. Amsoil is building their own stuff, and that's why the fluids are so good. And I think you guys were even the first way back when to do a 10,000-mile oil changes and stuff like that?
6: Yeah, the, the company history is long back from 1972, and it's synthetic technology from aerospace, and it was going into cars for long service intervals. And oil from science. So let me ask you, um, if I go to an O'Reilly or a Pep Boys or wherever, I do find Amsoil products, but I don't find the full breadth of what you
0: offer. Where that's a huge catalog, by the way. My yeah.
6: So the best recommendation I give you is get on Amsoil.com, become a preferred customer, and have it shipped to your door. It is do I better. need to buy a pallet, or can I buy no. onesie twosie? If you want to buy a quart, you can buy a quart. Oh. If you want to buy 400 quarts, you can
0: buy Just work for a magazine, and then you call them up, and then they go, yeah, you're preferred. You can do that, too. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yes, so what you're saying is it's, 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 it's people have made this statement many times. It's, where do I find, how do I buy Amsoil? I mean... We're not in every retail store. We're never going to be in big box
0: retail. That's why you buy a pallet, so you always have anzoil on hand. Be prepared. Be a Boy Scout. <laughs> yes.
5: Keep it in the garage.
6: I mean, literally, people can do that. We try to educate people that, you know, buy online. I mean, we have nine distribution centers, 13 total, but nine in the domestic 48. I mean, we can have Procti within... Probably next day, if not two days tops. So, I mean, if you're at least thinking at least a day or two in advance, I'll have it in your doorstep. If you're if you're the guy that literally just drives home one day from work and says, "Oh man, I need an oil change," it's gonna it's gonna be hard to help. What's your best selling product? Probably, I mean... Like a 5W30? Yeah. Probably still. I mean, it's gasoline. Our top yeah. two gasoline engine on 530. It's still a pretty... Yeah.
0: Zero 030 starting to kind of creep in there now I and mean, some stuff. You know, 530 dominates. Yeah. You're starting to get a lot of 20 weights. Yeah, know? 520s. I mean, the, engine OEMs are finding efficiency F- in this, sure. and they're
6: driving fuel economy, so you're starting to see a lot of
0: 520s, 020s. So if I were to buy the a, a standard 530 AMSOIL motor oil for my daily driver, what are the benefits that I'm getting by pouring AMSOIL in there versus maybe the synthetic blend I'm getting at the dealer?
6: So a variety of things. So we're gonna give you like the ultimate in detergency to keep your engine clean. If your engine gets dirty, forms varnish on the inside, it's robbing its efficiency can't shed any heat your performance goes down right so we're going to give you an engine that keeps your engine clean from the inside we're going to make sure that we're going to give you the best in weather protection I mean we have claims up and down uh, every document we have is, we're going to give you liner protection we're going to give you rolling assembly you know cam we're going to give you rotating assembly protection I mean we try to give you the best lubricant that we can provide to protect you from your own right foot. So Amsoil.com. Amsoil, what the hell does the name mean? (laughs) That's a really long story. Um, I have time. I want to hear it. All right, let's go. The 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 owner of the company, his name is Al Amatuzio, so with a Z in his name. So when the company first started, it was Amz, A-M-Z, oil. so it's Amatuzio's Oil. Well, so him and Pensoil got in a big pissing match. (laughs) Depends on oil, AMS, whatever. They fought back and back and back and forth, back and forth, or whatever. And he finally
0: said, "Screw it, I'm just going to change it to AMS oil and that's all life. So if you have a 1971 bottle of AMS oil with a Z, save that. It's probably it's worth some money somewhere. Money. All right, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much.
1: Yo, what's going on, guys? KJ, Lightning Holman, Truck Show Podcast. We always forget to do the intro, oh, so we right. got to do Why it. Let's do it, do it first. Then. Okay, here we go. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. KJ Jones, editor of Diesel Power Magazine and host, uh, uh, could be the best host I've ever seen on stage, of (laughs) Diesel Power Challenge 2019, uh, which took place... Uh, what's this now? Week and a half ago, or so, roughly in uh, in and around Denver, Colorado, Morrison, Colorado, Golden, Colorado, et cetera, up in the altitude, fifty five hundred feet. Somewhere. Arvada, don't forget Arvada. Arvada, that's right. For, Arvada, we did, yes, sir. I had the pleasure of going, and Holman was there. KJ, so we wanted to get your recap of the event. How did you think it went? How, were you happy with the uh, with the lot of guys? Because you had uh, the competitors were up there were. At first, they were just like like a like a high school dance. once you know <laughs> girls on one side and guys on the other. But by midweek, everybody was hanging out. Everybody was helping each other. Rents, yeah. wrench. That was awesome. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah. I
0: was talking to one of the competitors who brought his crew chief. and I, 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 I wish I could remember his name right now, but it's been a long week of travel right. and craziness. But he didn't have uh, hardly any uh, problems at all. His truck was super reliable all week. And he goes, I brought this guy as my crew chief. He ended up being those guys' as crew chief. Right. So, I mean, they were sharing uh, <laughs> Sharing people. It was great.
1: Well, like, there was this one guy, Seth Koontz, and he had, a, I don't know, it's a early 90s Ram dually. And yeah, that, 97 Dodge Ram. Okay, yep. okay, so 97. That sucker just kept breaking, and they had just issue after issue, and everybody was helping. He was at ATS more than he wasn't at ATS, up on their lift, uh, fixing stuff. He ended up winning because... It was the contributions that the other teams and ATS uh to was rescue, and it was just super cool to see a guy that you're like, there's no way he's gonna finish, and he did. He won. You know, I think it was third place, but it was super cool.
9: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it was aces all around. Seriously, lightning. I w- I've been a part of this deal now. It's my fifth year, and um, I I say this uh, honestly, and, and and you know, I own it basically. The first two. Uh, years of diesel power challenge under under me were somewhat suspect because you know it's one of those deals where you just get uh, pushed. <laughs> you, get, you get you get pushed uh, this this puzzle, if you will. They push all the pieces across the table to you and say, "Okay." Uh, go and and start the stopwatch, and you have to figure out how to put the puzzle together. And and the first two years, I was putting this this huge, enormous puzzle together, um, and it wasn't all the pieces weren't fitting. They were they were all there, but I was just putting them in the wrong place. And and subsequently, the events weren't that great. I own that. And I I guess as as these things go, despite having a fantastic team and all the support in the world, you know, the buck, I I feel the buck stops on me. But um, each year has been a learning year. Um, I I think that's the most important thing where I learned the things through the failures to to build success. And as we've gone forward to this year, this was the most successful across the board diesel power challenge that that we've had as far as um, one that I've been involved with. It's just, it was fantastic. From participants, uh, sponsors, uh, my staff, just everything, facilities, all the facilities we worked with, Vandermeer Speedway and um, ATS Diesel Performance. It was just top notch all the way through, it was great.
1: You had a lot of guys drive in from around the country and there was, potentially there could have been a lot of bummed out guys who, you know, there are only gonna be three winners for second, third place. And then you got mm-hmm. seven guys that were going to go home with, um, with nothing potentially, and having spent all that money to be there. And if that had not been a well-oiled machine, and the guys had not had fun, they wouldn't have taken home smiles. But they, they all went home feeling camaraderie, like they had accomplished summer nothing. camp.
0: It was Accomplish it was like it was, was like a week camp. of summer camp. Here's what's funny. It's accomplishment. Uh, KJ gives out an award uh, for diesel power uh, participants for the longest distance travel. And I believe two of the competitors were separated by what cage, like forty miles well, or miles, like
9: twenty, like twenty-four miles. That's crazy. <laughs> it was. It was. I looked at it and I had to calculate it three times. There was, uh, and, I, and I'll say the names. I'm uh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Seth, Seth Coons, and his uh, his father, Big Sam and Little Sam, his father and brother, came from uh, I think it's Jefferson, Georgia, and um, um, Billy Hartzell actually came from Pittsburgh area, Moon Township, Pennsylvania, and the way the math runs. They were within twenty four miles of each other door to door.
0: That's amazing. That, that's crazy.
1: Now we gotta we gotta get uh Billy, if he ever comes back, get him some sunscreen. Because man <laughs> did he get burned. He looked like a raccoon, that poor guy. Oh man. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like Holman
0: right now. I have never seen you so burnt. Yeah, well let's see. I've uh we were in Florida, we were in Colorado at high I altitude. Know. I just feel like I've been outside on a rotisserie for a week. You look like a piece of bacon. I am 400 (laughs) degrees right now. Yes, you are. Uh, Did you see that picture? Okay, so I always post on Instagram, for those of you who follow me, at Sean P. Holman, uh, whenever I get on an airplane, I always have a hashtag, pat the plane, right? Mm -hmm. Get on, we talked about it before, I pat the plane, good plane, and, and that's what keeps me safe. Did you see how dark and tan my hand was on that last one? <laughs> yeah. It was like the, the one from like four days earlier. It, it, it looks like white cheddar cheese is about the color of my hand. And then yeah. I, I think. You I'm, are mocha. Dude, seriously. I ha- I'm, I've got <laughs> Cherokee Indian in me. <laughs> and then right. in the sun, it's just like. Whoo. So I just I That's just, from I was a laughing. day at
9: Daytona, huh? Oh, wow. man. Yeah. A
1: couple of days at Daytona, man. It'll roast you. It, even though yeah. it rained in Daytona, man, when the sun came out, it was just like a heat lamp. Just, just going to bake us into oblivion. So, Cage, let's talk about the event. Um, multidiscipline. It was really interesting seeing uh, the guys who... Uh, the the dyno wasn't the dead giveaway. Like, you didn't go, oh, this guy made the biggest horsepower. He was automatically going to win. Again, case in point, Seth Coons, who only Correct. came in at, like... A lot of the guys were doing greater than 1,000 horsepower, which is really impressive to see in person. Um, and then Seth came in with that 97 Ram... And did like I don't know it was like 600
9: horsepower or less, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was in the 600 horse, like middle 600, 660, I, I believe. I don't have it, the data with me right now, but it might have been middle 600s. But that's one of the things that I've maintained about diesel power challenge for a long time. And uh, I guess you know I get it. The attraction, of course, in Diesel Performance is always going to be the dyno or the drag strip. Those are, I guess, one and two, respectively, as far as what the people like to see and what, you know, people are the measuring sticks. You know what I mean? And of course, those are two segments that that we cover. However, with this being a six uh, competitive segment event and the way, you know, it tags uh, a participant's abilities, not just his vehicle's abilities. You know, it, it takes away some of that, I guess, glamour of the dyno and the drag strip. And one of the things I said about Seth going into Diesel Power Challenge was crazy. What we did was we had a couple of um, uh, video chat conference calls with the, with, the co- with the competitors just to answer questions, go over some things, etc. And I was watching the social media activity of uh, the competitors that were selected, and you had your Billies and and uh, and Richard uh, Coker and and Matt Marys, very popular online. A lot of the guys, you know, were were social and and doing their thing, and they did an excellent job, you know, shouting out sponsors, all of that, and keeping people posted of what they were doing. You didn't hear anything from Seth Coons; he was the quiet one, you know. And then when we had our um, our video conferences. He'd be in the conference and he'd, he'd, you'd see his face in the screen and he'd be sitting there taking it all in and listening and had a couple of questions here and there, but just wasn't very outward as far as this goes. And it's one of those things that I always think. It's like it's the quiet ones that you got to watch, a you know.
1: Ninja Assassin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's talk. You got watch. Let's talk yeah, about Matt like, Meyer. So Matt, Matt Meyer. Meyer poor is guy. My hero. Matt yeah, Meyer rolls up in a OBS
0: Ford. Seven, Which three. makes immediately gives him street cred for being cool.
1: So this this yeah. whole body style Ford is yeah. So he automatically has, but it's not, it's conservative. There's nothing crazy about this thing. And even when you pop the hood, you're like, yeah, I think he had compounds, right? It wasn't a big single. He had compounds, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was gonna push this thing to 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 the point where it blew up, and it did several At times. Every <laughs> single event, he broke it, and yet. KJ he came back and finished every event so the first thing was the was the uh, the uh well the economy the fuel economy test which was Really difficult to pull off. I had never, like, what a fuel economy test. How bizarre. Why would they have worked that into this mix of manly horsepower and torque? But (laughs) I thought that was really interesting, and I was there as a spectator watching. And what it is is, and I I recommend if you guys can, go to the Motor Trend YouTube
0: channel or Truck Trend, and you'll find the videos. Well, well, let's let's back up really quick. So, Cage, there was a live stream that Mm -hmm. happened during the event that was sponsored by UTI, and correct. it's archived, and that's on the Motor Trend YouTube channel, correct?
9: Correct, absolutely. Right. So
0: you could see the entire event, the whole it's, event. It's, it's entirety. It's broken up into set, uh, into segments too. I just saw. It today. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Based on the event, so each event right. is a is a segment. But that live stream video is now archived, so you could basically follow along as if you were sitting there watching the whole thing. Right. And so I had never
1: seen this, uh, I guess, back in the day, and Holman and KG were both telling me about it. Back in the day, you guys would actually get on the roads around Denver in that area and do a very complicated fuel economy test. But now it's really cool. Um, it's all done on the dyno, and the guy is looking out the window, strapped his truck, of course, strapped down to the dyno. He's looking to the left at a small screen. And he has to follow the acceleration path as if he's going up and down mountains and stopping and whatnot. And there's an arrow that's moving uh, across the screen. Actually, the screen is scrolling across it, kind of like an old school video game. Yeah, it
0: looks like an old 8-bit video game. And the idea yeah. is to take the truck and match the throttle output to a, r- a window, a range within the machine. You can't go higher or lower and you're driving yeah. this virtual course so that we can meter everybody's uh, fuel economy the exact same way and controlled and, it, conditions. What we found out in earlier diesel power challenges, we would do it on the highway. We would go up to uh, the Eisenhower uh, tunnels and all that kind of stuff. And it was a great drive, but a lot of vehicles ended up breaking down. And also, if you can imagine, 10 race trucks smoking and rolling coal and all those things back in the day wasn't good for you know uh, uh, from a visibility standpoint, right? And, and, and hastening our own demise, as I like to say. Right. Also, not guys. A good look. Yeah, not a good look. Also, a lot of guys realized, oh, I'll just put in neutral and coast down these giant hills, these grades, these 20% grades or yeah. whatever it happens to be. <laughs> and so they were all gaming it. And they also found out that, oh, well, if I sit there and fill up my diesel tank and rock the truck and get all the bubbles out, I can fill up the tank more. And all these little tricks he started doing. So that we decided, hey, let's get them off the highway. That way that, that removes a a a whole issue of the convoy breaking up, sure. people gaming the system, uh, police, all, and all that stuff, and put them in a controlled environment. And then we found out that Clint Cannon at ATS's Dino had this program for fuel economy. And we realized that we could meter exactly how much fuel they used and have it in this controlled setting and that's why we went to it and it, it's been a game changer i think for well, it's, it's
1: kind of interesting to watch because it is a real life video game where instead of a, a virtual pedal it's
0: augmented reality before augmented reality it was
1: really a really is and so the reason i brought <laughs> up the arrow is because you have an arrow. so i'm watching this as a spectator on a 70-inch screen KJ has this big screen so all the audience and the other drivers can watch. And imagine the 70-inch screen and on the left hand side of the screen is a small yellow or a uh, small yellow arrow and it's pointed to the right and so the screen moves to the left as things progress. And the arrow goes up and down. And it's got a two blue lines, one on top of the arrow and one on on the beneath the arrow. And it's only got about an. In listeners,
0: you can't see this, but lightning is using his hands Man, while I he's talking
1: to show me, and I'm like, I got well, it's like, so imagine like you're driving. <laughs> imagine you're driving down a road and you've got a you know, guardrails on both sides. So if those guys go, if they ex- apply too much um, acceleration, too much fuel, or not enough, it breaks that blue line and they get a penalty. Okay, so Correct. the magic is to stay within that window, and they don't know. How much throttle to apply? They're literally watching this in real time, just like you would with a video game, and reacting. And Matt Meyer crushed it in this in this old uh, Ford seven three. He was just on the money. Yeah,
9: he was and laser focused, man. I mean, it's focused. the thing. If um, people could see actually drivers' faces and see that laser focus, they they look at that screen and and eyes don't waver. And then some of the comments afterwards, where they're saying, "Look, I was I was starting to lose it," you know. But look, I'm because, watching these well, guys,
1: KJ, and I'm watching, and they're literally wiping sweat. So, And, then and how, they, how
0: long is it? I don't remember how long the. It's actual, a 20 minute drive. 20 it's minutes. A, it's a 20 okay. minute drive. Yeah. That's an it's, intense it's 20 minutes.
1: super, super intense. So I was it's, impressed by and, that. And it's
0: actually interesting. You would think that that is something that is um, really engaging for the driver mm-hmm. and really boring for people watching. But the reality is, it's actually fascinating to watch. What well yeah. I was I was just amazed watching these guys because the, this screen
1: they could have given these poor drivers a bigger screen. It literally is an old school like laptop size screen. It's small and it's about four feet from them. And because it's a desk sitting a few feet from the driver's door and they're leaning out with their chin almost like on the sill of the of the door like staring intently at this thing. So anyway, that was the first event. I thought it was really cool. That's the only one that Matt didn't break down on. And then you go to, I think the next one was Dino. So we returned yeah. return the next day to the Dino, and Matt straps his seven, three down. Now this thing is again, compound turbos. He pops up, I don't know, a, some kind of vacuum hose or something. And so he didn't get the power that he wants out of the truck. So he fixes it, gets a a clamp on, fixes the hose, gets back in, goes for a second try. And then the motor pops like a just like a a champagne bottle. Boom. And so he has to fix it. He realized that he breaks the. um, Well,
9: initially thought that it was a head gasket, as did I. You know, there was the uh, the spew of of coolant and, and, you know, the just by presentation and by sound and audibly thought, okay, well, he, he got a head gasket maybe two head gaskets, and and yeah, that can be fixed, but it's kind of like a forensic deal. When uh, they got the truck on the rack and took it apart, uh, then you see that it's beyond uh, just head gaskets, and there were two pistons damaged, and um, a lot lot more in-depth of a repair, but they did. uh, Matt and his crew, and others, I have to shout out, um, that's the thing, the camaraderie of Diesel Power Challenge, and Um, I had a a group chat through text going on with all of the competitors. That's how we keep in touch and how we communicated throughout the week. And just that chat and that, that text chat buzzing with what do you need? I mean, and this is at 1130 at night when Matt was about to throw or actually had somewhat Started to throw the towel in and just the, the text back, like, don't give up, dude. Don't give up. You know, we'll we'll come and help you with whatever you need. And Cody Lambert and his team actually went up there at around 1 in the morning just, uh, just to be support, just spiritual support. Yeah, dude, he know? wrenched
1: his team and other teams wrenched on his
0: truck until 6 a.m. the next well, morning. That's, that's the thing yeah. about DPC is that every competitor wants to compete against the best, and when they're all in the trenches together – they want to see their biggest competitor compete. Nobody wants to win DPC because a bunch of people broke. They want to win right. DPC, honest, and, and, you know, UCC even came out of DPC. Like, Ultimate Callout Challenge is sort of a response to Diesel Power Challenge and, and people talking on the internet about, oh, our, our power is this, our power is that. The guys don't want to uh, compete against the broken truck. They want to see that guy who claimed his power is this and go kick his butt. And if it takes them wrenching all night to make that happen— well, gosh darn it, they're going to do it, yeah. and they did it, and it's great to see that camaraderie, and it's almost like they are putting their own worst nightmare together, right? They're, they're like, okay, <laughs> my worst nightmare is this guy being really good, but damn it, I, I got I to do it. They want it, it because yeah, it does, want it. It, want it's not challenge. credible, right? Yeah, if right. you beat somebody, somebody when they're down, and you kick them when they're down, there's no bragging rights. They want to go out there and have bragging rights sure. against the best guys out there, and they're going to make sure everybody is their best that they can possibly be, and that's sure. awesome. So Matt yeah.
1: Matt in the in the seven three goes on and to do he does the trailer pull, and in the trailer was the trailer pull or was it the quarter mile, which uh, where he his truck lit on fire was <laughs> which that one was,
9: the, was it? His quarter, his, his quarter mile pass, um, he had a turbo failure uh, during one of the during one of the qualifying laps. Um, he went down quarter mile, and I guess when when we looked down track, there was this plume of just white smoke billowing through the air, and it's like, okay, well, that's not good. And uh, come to find out, the turbo uh, pretty much disintegrated itself. <laughs> yeah, he said he
0: found a piece of the turbo in the airbox.
9: Yes. The, wheel, the compressor wheel <laughs> yeah. shot that's through. It's not letting... where
0: it should be. No, as a, but, as a matter of fact, it's not. But it's better than shooting it out the exhaust stack and hitting somebody. So yeah, that's also... true. So
9: what's... What's most, I guess if you can say, impressive about that is when the turbo failed, uh, his engine went into what's known as a runaway condition, where, where literally the engine was, it, it could, you could turn the key anyways to Sunday, and it's not going to shut off. So oh,
1: this is the greatest story ever. What, what, yeah, what, I forgot about Matt this. What Matt
9: did, quick thinking, was um, pulled the filter off, and basically you have to just choke an engine. When it's a runaway like that, you have to choke it, and you choke it by way of just cutting its air off. Um, he pulled his air filter off. And he had a Girl Scout cookie lid, a, con- a Girl Scout cookie container lid, and just put that over the inlet and, <laughs> and choked the motor down. So, I mean, smart and, and quick thinking on his part. Uh, and he shaved his engine, literally, by doing that. Yeah, the
0: way he tells the story, it, just, it cracks me up. Like it, it was just like, I had this box of Girl Scout cookies in my back seat. And you're like, yeah, anybody would, right? Of course.
2: Right. Like
9: but, it, but, you know, the, the truck's a daily driver. he he maintains he takes his uh his daughter to school in the truck and, and uses it like that. So why wouldn't the cookie box be there?
0: Why not? <laughs> hey, so Cage, what was your what was the, the thing about this year that impressed you the most? Wait, wait, hold on a second.
1: How do you move on without asking if it was Dosy
0: Dos or Thin Mints? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think it was just a box. I don't know that there's any cookies in there. In my mind, I imagined it being Thin Mints. It has to be Thin Mints, uh, right? right? Like that's I I think that's the best uh the most um probable choice. Right. Okay, so Cage, out of all yes. the vehicles, you know, obviously you guys go and you pick a bunch of vehicles you put them in the magazine your readers decide who goes to dpc this is really an event by the readers for the readers and so you don't always know what you're going to get yes you vet them yes you you go off of the specs they sent there's no way for us to validate that until they get there right so were there any vehicles that came that you were more impressed with than what was on their spec sheet or were there any surprises for you
9: uh I guess as far as surprises, I was I was really surprised by um, Andrew uh, Andrew McCain truck. I didn't know a lot about that one. I didn't uh, see it to be one that would um, perform as well as it did because of his backstory. His backstory was a week before Diesel Power Challenge, literally one week before that engine in his truck was in you know, however many pieces an engine can be when it's completely disassembled. I believe
0: he said he put, from when he built that engine, which was a bare block a week before, to the yeah. end of diesel power, he had put 71 braking miles on it, and it was all during DPC. Yeah. Now, so, and, all and,
9: during
2: DPC, So yeah. he has a
0: Ram so. with a 6.7 sleeve down to a 5.9. I mm-hmm.
9: believe
1: that's what he did. And he wanted to strengthen it, because before he found out that uh, he, had, he had blown up some other motors. He showed me a couple of other engines, or one engine in particular that he had, uh, it was just he painted the walls with engine. And so this one, he was going to make it a lot stronger. Um, it, you, you, know, you don't normally think of you know, mix, making the displacement of the engine smaller, but he did that, and it turned out to be a, a huge advantage. Um, and he was just, he was that guy who's just going to be steady. He was going to cream all the guys just by being patient, and uh, and consistent, and he had a lot of horsepower, a lot of torque, but he won yeah. he won everything. He you know, uh, not everything. But um Richard Coker ended up winning. Richard Coker had a Duramax with uh, crazy compound turbos with massive horsepower. Um, yeah, his truck
9: very impressive
1: that that truck was amazing. I, I I couldn't encourage you guys more to go ahead and
0: just kind of thumb through some of the footage. Um, yeah, or, uh, or you can go on uh, trucktrend.com and go into events to Diesel Power Challenge, and you can see a write-up on each of the event, a write-up on each of the competitors and their trucks, uh, a lot of photos. So check that out. Check out uh, the Motor Trend uh, YouTube page. It's archived on there, the live stream.
1: We have something else coming up, but I, before we move on, KJ, I just, I, you did a great job hosting. I thought the banquet was really cool. You said a lot that meant a lot to the competitors, so I just, I'm, I'm appreciative. I wanted to let you know
9: that. Thanks very much, Lenny. I appreciate you guys being there and um, having Gail out there. That was a highlight for me. You know, yes, what were some of the highlights and everything. But having having Gail take time out of his schedule to come see what we're doing. And um, just a, one last quick note, what really uh, meant a lot to me, meant, meant very, very much to me, was uh, while we were at the sled pool, um, Gail... Uh, I just had a quick moment to just check on him and make sure he was having a good time and was he okay and everything and uh he says you know something man this is really cool and for you know for Gail to say something like that and and we always say you know keep things hundred and I know that it was a hundred and him saying that I, that made me that made me feel like we were doing something right so uh, I think so too I, I appreciate that
1: no my my pleasure I'm glad we had a good time and I don't talk about banks that often as you guys know I don't I don't
0: we don't
9: I don't talk about banks. You that talk often. about banks every
0: single episode? Absolutely not. 100%. <laughs> source me. Absolutely not. I will not. source you. You talk about banks every episode. No, that's not true. And we do love banks, but you talk about banks every episode. That's not true. 100%. I'm going to go toe to toe. Okay, let's do Let it. Let our listeners. All right, listeners, yes. send us emails. Trends- Trust podcast at gmail.com. Uh, me talk about it all the not time. Not our listeners, not, all not the time.
1: emailers. Okay, no. Okay, all the time. Dude, I always say this too that I feel smarmy if I do talk about it because my day job. But then you do. I'm setting it up because I need to tell the story because KJ just brought up Gail. Okay, I'm just saying. So here's the thing is that... I'm just Gale, saying, don't say that you don't we, talk about Banks. That's all. Okay, fine. I'm going to talk about Banks every show from here forward. You already do. It's no different. It's just Would, normal. Don't be a dick. I'm trying. Would you just get with your question? So the thing is, is that we instrumented all the trucks and a lot of the guys... Who did? At first, Banks? Gail. Yes, Banks. <laughs> We instrumented all the trucks with an idash, dash right? And a lot of the guys, KJ, were like, what is is Banks doing here? What do they know about big horsepower? They're the clean diesel guys, blah, blah, blah. And they were kind of offish at first. They were like, they didn't really get it. So they were being perfectly nice gentlemen. We gave them equipment to put in. They did it. They do everything we asked. But I could tell that they weren't really embracing it. But when... We took the data, little tiny micro SD cards that we collected data on, on all their eyedashes, and we gave it to Chris, the engineer, and he put it up on uh, and, and created graphs. And we started showing these guys the data. And Gail spent an entire day talking to the competitors about what their trucks were actually doing. The whole dynamic changed. The whole uh, dynamic changed. Cool. Guys like Darren Dutton, who are awesome, <clears throat> who I really dig. He had a, a Ford 64. He was like, uh, you know, what's? I don't get this whole thing. But when we sat down and went through the data and showed like, hey, you're losing power here or you're gaining power, you're not realizing here, blah, blah, blah. It changed everything. And it was a really cool moment that these guys, I think, I, I think they, I think they cherished it. Like it was really neat. Um, yeah. And so I appreciate you having us up there. Enough. I'll get off my soapbox. But I was happy to be part of
0: that. Was Banks happy? The company or Gail. <laughs> all right, so j- just in, in full disclosure, and I'm gonna do, I'm gonna even the field here. All right, uh, Diesel Power Challenge 2019 presented by XDP. The live stream was sponsored by uh, UTI. KC highlights Fury Tires, AMS Oil, ATS, PPE Pacific Performance Engineering, ARP, which is the studs that every diesel guy has. Victor Rhymes, which is a division of Dana Spicer that has uh, gaskets and ceiling gear. Which saved Matthew <laughs> He actually used yes. their, their head gasket. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah, of course, them. last but not least, Banks. So there you go. That's all I'm saying.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. So here we go, Cage. We got something really cool. We sort of have a, a treat. I'm sure you've heard all the buzz about Josh Chapman over at CFT Performance in Collinsville, Illinois. You mean with his Titan XD that's doing how yeah. many horsepower? Uh, over 600 and over 1,000 pounds feet of torque. Yeah. So, Cage, if you want to hang out with us on the phone, we'll we'll patch Josh in, and then it can be all four of us talking diesel if you want to continue the diesel theme tonight.
7: That sounds
9: like a plan. I'm here.
0: All right, let's dial him up. All right, I think we have KJ and we got Josh on the phone. There we go, this is the first
7: time we've ever done this.
2: It's- hey, what's going on? Josh? Yeah, this is awesome.
7: <laughs> How we doing?
1: <laughs> we're good, we're good. Hold on one second, Josh, we have an intro to play for you. Hang tight, don't move, because you are an innovator.
2: Innovator
7: moderator truck show Innovator moderator truck show Innovator
2: moderator truck show Innovator moderator truck show Truck show Truck show Truck <coughs>
6: Man that hurts my throat uh- <laughs>
8: that was that was amazing. <laughs> uh, glad you like it. Glad you like
1: it. So as you know, uh, or maybe you don't, Josh, uh, we also have KJ Jones on the on the horn. He is editor of Diesel Power Magazine and uh,
2: yes. Mr. Truck. What's so,
1: up,
8: yeah. KJ. Oh yeah. my God, dude! I saw you over at UCC, and you're like, "Who are you?" <laughs> all right. So for all of I our listeners,
0: this is you the very first manager. time. We've patched in two people at once on our phone and we're doing four people on the show and only two of us are in studio. Yeah. This is like a, a, a is technological awesome. masterpiece right now. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. A modern I,
8: miracle of science. This is amazing. Not only am I just grateful for being on here, I've been listening to you guys forever, but man, it's been a long day. <laughs> <It's been laughs> no problem. Day.
0: I saw your social today and it looked like there was a green compound turbo setup sitting on top of a certain 5-liter Cummins. Uh, and I think we need to talk more about this. Obviously, uh, our listeners have been uh, pointing us in that direction and tagging us on social, and then we got to talking to you on Instagram and direct messages and said, okay, enough yeah. is enough. We've seen the the, the dino sheets. We've heard the rumors. we got to call Josh, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on. So this is Josh Chapman, owner of CFT Performance out of Collinsville, Illinois, and he is the de facto five-liter Cummins Titan XD tuning expert right now, and uh, he's doing some amazing things. So, Josh, why don't you uh, bring us up to speed with what the hell you're doing out there in Illinois?
7: <laughs> Man, I can't
8: even compare to what you just said. I mean, that was <laughs> I feel – my head just got bigger than my office. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> – well wow, that's, so, that's so, pretty amazing, Josh. How did you get
1: started with the uh, with the XD to begin with? Let's take us back to when you got the truck. Is it yours? Is it a customer's?
8: Oh, well, well, uh, you want the short story or long story? I mean, whichever one you feel like telling us. Let's take a long story, and make it short. Long story made short is I bought a Ram fifteen hundred Eco Diesel. diesel. And I started my whole entire company based off of that equal diesel because nobody was making anything for them. I made a bunch of stuff for them. Everybody loved them. I ended up making a company out of it. A buddy of mine, Joel actually bought, he had an equal diesel. He ended up buying a Titan. And I literally like, Hey, send me some of your factory parts so I can try to get some measurements and so forth. And then next thing you know, I was in the Titan market and I was doing Titan stuff all because of him. And then like, Walter and the Team Venom Racing and everybody else just really compiled me into it. Finally, when it all comes said and done, I end up buying an XD truck I want to say in November right around the same time when my uh, baby was born. Was a great time to do more R&D and crazy stuff whenever you have a newborn baby, let me tell you all. About
1: it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I know that story. Holman knows it. Yep.
8: So, End up going with stainless diesel. I've been, I've been using stainless diesel products for quite a few years as a customer. Found out their turbos just really, really work. When it was all said and sudden done, I had this idea for the last year and a half that I wanted to put one of their turbos in one of these trucks. I ended up doing it when I bought my truck. When that happened, next thing you know, we did 550 horsepower without any real tuning revisions, factory fuel, factory trans. Everything's 100% factory, except for I removed the turbo and did my EGR solutions kit. Actually, you know, we did 550 horsepower, added a new intercooler from Mishimoto, and we found out we can make 603 horsepower over almost 1,100 foot-pounds of torque on a single turbo and all complete me. Anyone who knows me, I just, just don't stop. So I was like, hey, let's do something really stupid. And Let me was pause was you for a second there,
0: Josh. Uh, let's just remind yeah. the <laughs> listeners that the Nissan Titan XD with the 5-liter Cummins is 310 horsepower and 555 pound-feet of torque from the factory. And so Josh is now talking about 603 and over 1100.
1: <laughs> now, so the, the, the first thing, so you, you, you swap the turbo and you remove the emissions equipment. I know we're being kind of coy about it, but that's what you did. So you've you you you've taken away the... Uh, the airflow. Right, more airflow. And you've made the the turbine have to have to work easier, right? Which means oh yeah, definitely. The, which means the, the the compressor has an easier job as well. It's got more boost. And uh, did you do anything to the air intake system? Did you put a new a new filter? Make make it free flowing? What'd you do there?
8: As far as all that goes, I've been using Green Filter USA filters on everything. They just seem to be the best. As far as, they're kind of like an oil filter, but not an oil filter. They're washable, they're cleanable. As far as the heads and everything else, everything is fully factory stock. Uh, Going to the single turbo kit, I do port and polish the intake manifolds. I made a fabricated intake manifold, and after a little bit of testing, and I found a few people that do some flow bench and so forth around here, kind of local. I've had other people help me out in the process in all reality it's like the factory intake even when i do my port and polishing and compared to a full tubular crazy intake manifold the flow differences is almost identical once we do it the restriction is actually in the head more than anything which hopefully later on if i blow this truck up that i'm working on right now if or when (laughs) yeah it's it's going to be a win. Everyone's like, "Oh, that's the trans is going to let go," and or the head, the something's going to let go. Yet yeah, nothing has let go. And well, that's got model, the uh, the eyes in. For
0: the Eisen six-speed transmission yeah. in it, which is super burly and stout. And that thing, I can tell you from my experience of uh, working with the Nissan engineering team. I believe that thing even came in overweight for what they wanted for that truck. Like, it oh my is God, yes. a couple hundred pounds heavier than, I think, the Target goal, yep. and it is a D- beast. Do we know what it's capable of, of holding? What kind of uh, torque numbers? I, it's it's stout. I would I think
7: say. Josh is just trying to find that out right now, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would <laughs> I say that a thousand's probably the neighborhood. Let's just see what happens with the heat. But the nice thing about the Titan XD, and we've talked about it, but not for a long time on the show. Is when Nissan chose that engine. If you guys remember the history of the engine, it was done as a government project a long time ago, um, and and was for sale for many many years. No manufacturers really wanted to pick it up. The next generation Ram, which at the time was supposed to be designed concurrently and share a platform with the Nissan Titan, um, was going to use the five liter V8. What happened was Fiat Chrysler bought out Ram and said, No, we don't want to put the five liter engine into a half-ton, because we see the half-ton market more about uh, fuel economy and less about capability, because yep. mm-hmm. if you have capability, you'll step up and get our Cummins Ram. So when Fiat said, hey, we have VM and we have this great little three-liter V6, we think that's a better match for the half-ton market, that left Cummins without a place to sell the engine. When, ah. when Nissan's uh, management team decided to give the green light to the Titan, and go off and do a second generation on their own without the help of RAM. They said, "Hey, we were already talking to Cummins about this engine. We're still interested." So at the time, the first, the the, the Titan Light Duty, the regular Titan, was already far along in development by the time that management gave the green light to the diesel Titan. And so then it became, you know, sort of a a add on to the program and. The reason the Titan XD looks so different from the half-ton is it actually is. It has different frame, a different front clip. It sits up different. It's got a lot of the NV2500 and 3500 van parts under, under the suspension. Um, it's it's designed to fit that big old honking Cummins under there as well as the cooling <laughs> stack. And so they were the first ones to really commit and come to market and t- give that 5-liter Cummins a home, and that's sort of how the XD was born. And so... Um, there was a lot of uh, uh, rumors about what it could do, what it was, what it wasn't. Everybody's was excited to see it in the Ram. Ram decided to go 3-liter EcoDiesel, and now Nissan said, hey, we're going to do it. But what, my point I was going to get at is when you look at the way Cummins designed that and the way it's integrated in the Titan, the EGR is right on top of the engine. Serviceability mm-hmm. is really good on it. And if you look, the intercooler no, <laughs> that comes from the manufacturer Has is is fully cast aluminum. There are no plastic caps like on other companies. If you look at all the the high-temp silicone hoses for the intercoolers and and all that, and the stainless steel clamps, it's all really high-dollar stuff that you generally see in the aftermarket, not from an OE. So, from a standpoint of looking at the quality of components that go into the Titan 5-liter Cummins XD vehicle and the integration in that vehicle, no expense was was spared as far as the OE side so you're already starting with a really well designed really stout power plant uh, in the Titan XD on those accoutrements accoutrements accoutrement
1: was that uh, more Cummins or Nissan like with with the stainless steel clamps those types of things
0: uh, I, I, or is it a hybrid yeah it's, it's a hybrid I, I I talked to you uh I can't remember which company it's been uh, several years. But I know that it was important to the engineering team that when Nissan was coming to market that they had to be relevant in this space. And they knew they were going to be in this white space, but they also knew they were still going to be cross-shopped with the domestic rivals. And they said, we don't want anything on here to be perceived as we cheapened it. And if you look under the hood, there are a lot of really solid components that are in that truck. So Josh, when you got your hands on
1: the the XD for the first time, what was your initial impression? Well,
8: initial impression with, the whole entire setup was, wow, they actually thought this one through a little bit. But overall, in general, of the XD market and what Nissan wanted to do and so forth was amazing. Uh, what they gave on the 5.0 with the ISN transmission, it's a full box-in-frame truck, gooseneck out of the factory, There's so many things that are so great about this truck that it's almost like this is almost a three-quarter ton truck, which is awesome, but it's not quite there. It's higher than what the half-ton market is, but it rides and drives like a half-ton truck. Just
0: Uh, to to jump in real quick with what you're talking about, Nissan knew that they couldn't mm -hmm. really – they didn't want to go after the three-quarter ton truck market. That's not where they wanted to live. There's no way – so they decided— there's, there's no way. Yeah. We're going to do this half-ton sort of plus truck. We've talked about it. Would you call it a 5.8s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. A fi- uh, the 5.8s uh, truck.
8: <laughs> yeah, it's a 5.8. It's like an old-school Chevy That's exactly. That's exactly truck.
0: it. They were going and, after the guy it, who has a 2005 it, it, Duramax, it, 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 Duramax who had about 300 horsepower and 500 and a half pound-feet of torque in that o four o five o six area and said when that guy, wants a three-quarter-ton guy, wants a new truck, because all the three-quarter tons and one-tons moved so far up market, somebody might not want a 800 or 1,000 pound-feet of torque in a daily driver. They may say, listen, i rather have more fuel economy and less displacement than have a 1,000 pound-feet of torque. I don't need that in my three-quarter ton. I might want that in my one-ton dually, but I don't need it in my three-quarter ton. So Nissan said, hey, listen, we want to exactly. go after the guy who's replacing his 10-year-old truck and we're going to park our power ratings right in the middle of where that guy's already comfortable. And if he sees, hey, listen, I don't need that, you know, it's too much truck or overkill to go all the way into the the current three-quarter ton, here's a nice option for you. And that's sort of where it was positioned.
8: That's definitely where Nissan hit it. And that's where I keep on explaining to people. It's like, I came from the half-ton diesel market, I came from the three-quarter, one-ton diesel market, I've owned... Diesel for the last 10 plus years of my life that was on both ends of it. I've owned TDIs and little Volkswagens and stuff like that. Where Nissan originally wanted this market to be, they nailed it like right there. Like that 58 ton, yeah, it doesn't quite get the fuel economy like, you know, the half ton stuff does. It's kind of almost right there with the three quarter tons, unfortunately, but. If you daily it, it's still manageable and very economical, to be honest. Josh and definitely I have, awesome, awesome truck.
1: I have a question for you. Um, when you get this truck, so I don't I don't know how far you want to push this thing. You said you kind of joked it, like, until you blow it up or break it or something or break the transmission, whatever. But what's the – what kind of endurance testing do you want to do with this truck? For example, are you just trying to make it a dino queen, like you're just going to push – massive numbers for five, ten seconds, or do you want to get this thing where you've got compounds on it but have a huge intercooling system and be able to tow, you know, a a, a, a really, you know, say a 36-foot bumper pull trailer through the mountains and have it not overheat? Like, where do you want to go with this? Is it usable or is it just stunt?
8: be honest, where I'm at on it right now and the fact that I end up putting a 472 compound turbo with a three sixty three on it. Dino. <laughs> and then hundred then there's hundred over injectors from SMS. I mean, at this point in time, <laughs> it's I'm, dino. Like,
2: right. I'm, dead, dino.
8: I'm dead I'm dead I'm dead no, it's actually not Dino. believe it or not, I want to be able to first off, I want to see what the limitations of this is. Nobody else is bothered to see what the limitations it is. A whole lot of other companies have not been involved, I should say, with the 5.0 platform with this. So someone has to be out there to go. I oh, don't know what. I'll just push the limits and just keep on going and going until the side of the, you know, motor in, ends up becoming a window. <laughs> to be honest. So I'm kind of going in that aspect of I want the most power to see what's going to take until I start bending rods and so forth. Not only am I looking at more manufacturers, like I want I want more aftermarket support, stuff that I cannot do in my little ass shop. It's I want stuff. I, I want other people to realize, to go, oh look, there's thousands upon thousands of end users with these trucks, and they have. All these issues from the factory, let's see if we can get some aftermarket support on, let's get some new rods, let's get some new bearings, Let's maybe a better crank. Uh, let's do bow springs, retainers, rocker arms. I mean, everything from every detail down is what I'm hoping to accomplish in the end is what I'm really going for as a goal. I do still have a 30-foot camper. I still tow with this truck. I want to be able to have 500 plus horsepower and towing with this, and EGTs be manageable and so forth. I want to show that there's things that we can do to make it even better than the platform that it is. Just like any other aftermarket company that is actually out there, to be honest. All
1: right, so that that does answer my question. So you are going to tow with it because right? to me, it's more impressive more impressive as a consumer seeing you have 600 horsepower towing with no issues, with no, you know, uh, uh, heat issues, that type of thing. Ther- thermal thermal management. management. Right. And I, I don't know, KJ, what do, where do you, what are your feelings on this?
7: Excuse me. I definitely would like to see, uh, you know, see this, what Josh is doing presented as, as usual, as usable. I'm sorry. You know, here we are in the, um, you know, on the heels of diesel power challenge and we presented and we worked out trucks that, Towed that, you know, were drivable, that um, you know, presented for the most part as uh consumerish performance trucks, you know, modified consumer um um utilitarian trucks. So you know the Nissan um Titan X D, first and foremost, was constructed as that. It's great that Josh is finding performance um avenues with the with the engine platform. That's fantastic. But uh like he said, he wants to do that with his with his travel trailer and such. You know, the videos of doing that, I think, would be as much of a home run as the videos of, of the burnouts and stuff that he's doing in the dyno numbers.
8: My ultimate goal, first, like I said, I want to find the limitations of what this was designed and engineered to do and make it better. I've talked with a bunch of people that actually had their hands involved with the 5.0 Nissan Cummins platform and... I've heard of like yeah we didn't want that turbo setup involved. We did get everything else that we wanted involved. I've still not had a single slip issue so far out of the transmission out of mine. We dynoed out 603 horsepower, almost 1100 foot pounds of torque. I still hook up to a 12k trailer camper, and I was still tow with it. You know, EGTs are a little bit high when I did it. And I was still running, like, a factory intercooler at the time, which I later on found out that blew the factory intercooler apart, which probably had. So when you say you blew so, it apart, what did you do? Uh, did
1: you actually crack welds? What did you do?
8: Yeah, I actually cracked the welds on both sides of the factory intercooler, and I don't know if it was in part of testing. I don't know exactly when it happened. I've only actually got the truck out to uh, my local racetrack, to drag race it, and I noticed right off the bat, like when I staged, launched, I couldn't launch it, and I was stuck on doing like a three second sixty foot or almost a four second sixty foot, but I was still trapping out like a hundred miles an hour yeah. <laughs> at the quarter mile, it, and I was running boost at only like fifty pounds, but beforehand I was running seventy pounds of boost beforehand, so. And EGT's at the time was never over 1200 degrees. So I know at some point in time, I knew I blew a boot at the at, at racetrack. I did blow a boot. And I also cra- obviously either cracked the welds or something then when I actually got back to the shop and took the factory intercooler out, pressure tested the intercooler, found it was and bubbles all around the world. So,
0: so Josh, what I you're telling that. us is uh, you didn't take it to your local Nissan dealer and take advantage of that five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, did you? <laughs> nope, sure didn't.
8: He violated that uh, warranty with, eight ways through Sunday. I actually had my EasyLink box in my pocket and flashed the truck at the dealership when I bought the truck. Oh,
2: my God. Deal. In it to win it.
8: I got a better deal for the truck, even though it was used, I told them I want no warranty, no provisions, no nothing. And if you <laughs> give me a better deal for that, that I will buy it. And they actually gave me a little bit of a discount for <laughs> no oil changes, no warranty, so forth. You are fly.
0: flagged in the computer you it, and you're good it. with that. They're like,
1: Josh, we never it, want to see you back here yeah, Don't ever come
8: back. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you need a it, second one. Right. Or an engine. <laughs> and, right. And to be honest, uh, all the years I've been buying diesel vehicles, through all these different local dealerships and so forth be honest the nissan dealership that i bought this truck from is the only one that said hey we're going to have an open house here soon we see what you did with that truck can you come here for the open house to show what these things can do yes that's pretty
7: cool that's pretty cool
9: i'll I'll take that all
2: day long oh the crowd's going wild hold on
1: Okay, so Josh, where are we with Walter Cheney? Where does he come into the mix? Because he was the first one with a high horsepower Titan XD that we became aware of on the uh, the Truck Show podcast.
8: Walter messaged me a couple of years ago, and I'll be dead honest. I've always been a big three type of guy. I have usually only owned Chevys, to be honest, like on a Duramax. He messaged me, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? He just wants free stuff. We ended up becoming a great relationship. I love Walter, Alex, and Faye because they are just the greatest people in the whole entire world. Yeah, he just literally messaged me out of the blue whenever I was starting to build some of the Titan stuff and I found out Al uh, had a Titan, which is also a 16 model, SV, just like mine, four-wheel drive, onto two-wheel drive, and the next thing you know, we just Hit it off from there. No, so that's Josh, how Walter, and I, and everybody. So
1: Walter is just a regular dude, right? He doesn't own a shop or anything like that. He's kind of become kind of a, a race team owner, but Venom Racing, Venom Racing, right? But it's not yeah, like an Venom official, racing. right? It's not an official shop or anything like that, correct?
8: As far as I understand, yeah, that's correct. I mean, he is just literally a Joe Smo that is a racing family. They've been doing truck pulls, racing, ice drags, all that stuff locally to bring the family together. They've made something out of it is what really it all ends up being. I mean, they've been a racing family. That's what's held their family together is because all they do is drag racing, sled pulling, and so forth. That's and they awesome. They just test the limits of the Titan, and they are the – really the biggest staple of the Titan community, to be honest. I mean, they're the ones that really push the Titan industry, and they've done nothing but push me. I mean, it, if it wasn't for them, I probably would not own a Titan. I would not be doing what I'm doing and because of them.
0: So uh, just give a shout-out. So Walter's a friend of the show, and uh, Walter has been on the show before, but I want to give a shout-out. Team Racing is his website. You guys should check it out. And uh, just like Josh is saying, they have embraced racing the Titan. God love them. They're out in big three country pulling up in a Nissan Titan and kicking ass at racing. And, and <laughs> all, they're definitely they're the, the odd all man out. Wrong.
1: So where where was this uh, kind of a, a rivalry? Was it was it made up? Or when Walter was calling you out saying, oh, I got more power than you, and then you were going back and forth, was that just online kind of trolling the world? Or did uh, he actually at a point have more a higher output than you.
8: I guess it's a cat out of the bag at this point in time anymore after UCC. And we decided to make a whole bunch of call-out videos just to instigate each other. He's, if you know Walter, he's a gas guy. He's a gas Titan guy. He is amazing on the gas side. He has little but enough knowledge to make himself dangerous in the diesel world. (laughs) So what ended up happening is Al is the only uh, diesel Titan in that community, and I'm a big sponsor for him. I love Al to death, so forth like that. But I was like, come on now. Uh, let's make some videos. And we kind of like did it more like WWE style where we're doing these stupid call-out videos. Got it. And okay. then he just one up me in that last video, and I'm like, I can't compete with that. Like... You made a six-minute-long video that was <laughs> amazing, <laughs> and I can't compete with that, right? <laughs> All right, just, so you were trolling us. To.
1: That's what really was happening here. We were we fell for your bait. Yeah. We took the bait. So, yeah. so, Josh, what parts do you have available currently for Titan XD owners, and what what's in the pipeline?
8: The list goes on forever, everything from cold air intakes that to the egr solution kits uh test pipes that work for your exhaust i mean the list really really goes on i am working on uh different egr solution kits that will retain uh factory egr cooler but it's going to be more like quote unquote bulletproof i'm also looking at going to more of the green side i guess you could say of performance of this industry because we found that egr coolers have been such a unfortunate standpoint of failure for these nissans so i'm trying to work on them and get those out to the public as far as was like compound setup this is this compound setup was just literally uh three o'clock in the morning and timmy beers in <laughs> <laughs> the honesty. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be dead honest it was like Oh, look, uh, S&S wants to help me out with some injectors. Let's try to throw all the fuel and all the air into this and just see what ends up happening type of thing.
0: So where are you at right now with the compounds?
8: I just posted a video of me driving it. So it's all on. It's all working. Uh, I got a bunch of tuning revisions I need to do. I'm working with a lot of tuners on it. Uh, both CPT and also PPEI, that we're working on trying to make this more functional so we can stage it. I want to drag race this. I want to daily drive this with the compound set up. The factory hood obviously does not fit by any means. On yeah, with thing. the compound, I saw how much <laughs> uh, higher the
0: compound was in the. Cow. So yeah. What are you going to do about that?
8: So I do. I Power dome. Did order the only. Uh, I I just ordered a uh, factory one fi- uh, fiberglass hood from. The only company that makes them for them. It actually has the clearance I need to shut the hood. Oh, wow. So i got a hybridized hood coming from it. Uh, it is hood stacked because there's no way to be able to get four-inch exhaust all the way down into a factory location with this setup without jeopardizing performance issues. And so it's kind of like a full-fledged race truck, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to get daily driven. It's still going to tow.
1: It sounds like you're going to get there. Yeah. It sounds like you're going to – or you're going to – blow it up trying <laughs> I, I i'm yeah, curious uh, yeah, kj more...
0: do you have any questions for josh uh, uh you know or obviously lightning and i are our, uh, our technical expertise delving this deep is uh, probably reaching its threshold so for those of you who are out there who that was about 10 minutes ago yeah right <laughs> so i'm just curious from diesel power yeah. magazine side what are some of the things that you're looking at or curious about as josh goes forward with the uh, the compound setup
7: well, he sort of touched on it, um, you know, thinking about um, approaching or pursuing compounds or even a single with calibration that might be, you know, that could be clean. And then, you know, with that said, the power will be the power, not necessarily going for that magic thousand or something like that, but you're a 600 and change now and 600 and change with your solution system and all of that. Um, are you thinking about developing parts or, or a system that, could try to be within, within compliance um, so that if there is a way for that to go out into the market, let's just say, and have people that go out and buy a brand-new Titan not have the concerns that they might have if they you know, were to shop with you right now.
8: That's actually been my main goal, to be honest with you, KJ. I don't want to remove any compliance components. I actually do not want to. That's not my end goal and I'd rather fix the problematic part that are more in that situation
7: yeah. and
8: be able to put us into a, a point where it's like, Oh look, we can have the five hundred horsepower and right. if unfortunately right now for marketing and funds and so forth, it's easier to remove all those compliant parts to show, oh look, this is what we can do to pr- do this performance, but I have been shifting my goals for like the last year, year and a half. Even though I've only been in business for like three years, it's like I want to be able to go. You know, I've been looking at like the options of like doing more like a, a VGC style turbo, VGC, yeah. like yeah, it's more like a Duramax style to put in right. one of those motors. In one of my R and D uh, chat groups and everything with a couple of other you know, beta testers and tuners and so forth. We were t- just talking about it yesterday. I want this thing to not smoke. I don't want smoke. I don't want unburnt fuel. I don't want all this wasted power. I want it to, you know, throw the throttle down and go. And also at the same time, I want it to tow and be compliant. And, and that's where I've been kind of like shifting a lot of my resources lately on just racking my brain on this stuff. On trying to like, what's it going to take? Like, you uh, know, I think uh, Corey Willis, like, we're planning on trying to do with his 5.0 Cummins, we're like wanting to do a twin setup with S200 turbos. We're going through the flow data and so forth, like that. If we could get this to like work and most likely be able to produce lower emissions or the same emissions as what it is in
7: factory. As a factory truck. Yeah, like, you guys would be absolute yeah. heroes if you were able to do that. And it's good that you're thinking that way. It's all I'm saying. You know, it's cool. I mean, yeah. I, it kind <clears> of, <throat> when you said that uh, you saw me at UCC and I didn't say anything to you, first and foremost, I apologize for that. But No, um, oh, that's all good, KJ. But but mm. I, did, I did notice you, and I didn't know who you were, but on the uh, little side street next to the track, I was uh, coming into the track area, and I'm going to guess it was you. Go alongside the uh, the campgrounds. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Alongside the campgrounds, and uh, you were going the opposite direction. I was like, "Oh wow, that's a Titan!" And you lit up this brody that went half the block, dude. And I'm like, <laughs>
2: "What was that?" <laughs>
7: look, look at that. The the truck show it, podcast it,
0: putting people together, match, right? Matt yeah. ma- makes you matches. Yeah, exactly. So, Josh, it, it, w- do, it, would you say is it, it safe for us to say it, that right now? you are trying to prove the limits of where the trans, the engine lie, and then you can go back, knowing what those ultimate limits are, and do it around in emissions friendly environment. So right now, you're getting that's, to the point where you can say, okay, I know where the end is, now I can back up and do it safely and do it cleanly, and let's see where we land. That's
8: exactly the ultimate goal, is we have to know what the braking limits are before we can really, you know, and so we, first off, you need to know what the braking limits are just so you can be able to go, all right, we're going to do this in a racing application for race trash, dinos, dynos, Baja, whatever you want to do. We know we've got to know what the limits of the block and so forth, the rods and everything else is until we get there. And then also on the flip side, it goes, okay what's the limits of the factory turbocharger what's the limits of the factory block drive crushers and ultimately it's literally a double-edged sword because we want to know what it takes to break it and then we want to know what it's going to take to make it more efficient to give that power the get rid of the pedal lag that's ultimately the goal kj if you uh-huh. probably saw the truck driving back over to the uh, campgrounds and so forth, it might have been at a time when Corey was actually driving my truck. I saw that you video. Know?
1: What's okay. funny is yeah, I was—you posted I that video I I on, I your, that on your on your Instagram.
2: Yeah.
1: Corey was in the driver's seat, and you were sitting co-pilot, and he was going around testing yep. his new uh, uh, his new uh, uh, tune. And he was like, no, I know where I can get more power out of it. And he's like, I'm going to do it here. And you were like, oh, I'm really excited. You were salivating over his tune. Oh, dude, and, was, and and he was saying was to you so that it. it was kind of cool because he was like, I know we can get more here. And after driving it, it's, it's, it's I can wake it up here. And then what's kind of cool is that so I follow Corey. And Corey is in the process right now of building a brand new dyno cell in an emissions lab at PPEI and that's going to be a exactly. really cool spot to be associated with him and i hope that he can pull it off cuz he's one of those guys that has been uh, well it's, he's he's trying to clean up his act so to speak in, in a time when he really needs to quickly but he's a really really sharp kid and i'm excited for him oh, to God, yeah. and i'm excited to him to work with with guys like you Especially when there's so much popularity about this, this, this Titan right now. Like I think that you're oh, on yeah. the leading edge of this platform and it's, it's super cool. And if you guys can pull it off big horsepower and work with guys like Peter Tritey at SEMA, maybe get some help there and, yeah. um, and go and get this thing like fully compliant. It's going to be badass. ass.
2: Definitely. Oh,
8: definitely.
1: Josh, this is exciting. Um, I have one final question for you. What the hell does yeah. CFT stand for? cft performance
8: everybody keeps on asking me what cft stands for uh i guess i'll put it on here when i decided (laughs) way back in the day i'm talking about when i was like 16 17 years old welding on people's vehicles and so forth doing just simple exhaust systems for the most part everyone kept on saying go to chappie 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 will fab it up for you so i was like i'm gonna look up i'm gonna make an Named for myself as chappy Fabrication. I found out when I looked that up as an incorporation or a business name, everybody was out there as Chaffee Fabrication. I actually found a ton of them. So, so and other other, other guys
1: named Chapman were had shortened it to Chappie, just like you.
8: Yeah, a ton of them. I X'd that out, and I was like, you no, know what acronyms? PPI, PPE. G-E-C-A-H-P-P. T-S-P! Like everybody <laughs> every everybody knows those names for some reason. It's like, so I needed an acronym. So I literally threw together, I was like, oh, I was going to do this traffic fabrication thing, so CF. And then I found out CF was used everywhere, and I was doing tuning at the time, too. Uh, I just let it go, and me and my wife came up with this whole entire CFT performance, and... Our original logo actually had like the, uh, like EFI Live style heartbeat. And finally, a uh, buddy of mine literally goes, CFT, it's Chappy Fabrication and Tuning. CFT is stuck ever since.
0: <laughs> All right, there's the answer. We All right, it. we got it. <laughs> CFT. Josh Chapman, owner of CFT, Chappy uh, Fabrication and Tuning yes. uh, Performance. And yeah. that would be CFTperformance.com out of Collinsville, Illinois. And Josh, a, a real pleasure to talk to you tonight. We've been really curious about what you're up to with uh, with the Titan and the uh, Cummins five liter, and it's it's fun to see the new uh, Cummins five liter being a, a a platform and start to get some serious power numbers. And hopefully, my friend, we can follow you and uh, and keep up to date and apprised of especially what that compound kit does. Josh, what's your Instagram so
1: people can follow along? CFT
8: performance on Instagram, CFTPerformance.com for the website. CRT Performance
1: for Facebook. Awesome. Thank you, Josh and KJ. Um, I think you got to be tired of us by now.
9: <laughs> I'm never tired of you, Lightning. No,
1: yeah, yeah. Look at that. There's some sarcasm there. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hugs and kisses. We love you guys. Appreciate it. See you later, man. Take All right.
8: care. All right, later, Josh. Thank you so much. All right, All right buddy. Talk you to you.
1: Bye. It. Holman, I need to know something. Um... What would that be? What's new in trucks? I'm going to tell you. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's
3: new in trucks?
1: We need to know.
3: Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world
0: of
2: trucks? Oh, uh. oh <laughs> we're rusty. Sloppy. We are so rusty. <laughs> so sloppy. Wow.
0: Yeah. Suckage is uh, bleeding over into the show. <laughs> We'll get better. Next week, we'll be, we'll be better. What do you got? Hey, did you uh, hear that Ford is going to scale back on 5-liter V8 engine production? I didn't. And are you going to start every story with, hey, did you hear?
2: Yeah, of course. Okay,
0: all right. Uh, and so- uh, No, I, I didn't hear that. Apparently, the F-150, the 5-liter take rate is declining. Oh. Which is kind of sad. hmm V8's going out the door there at the old Ford factory in the F-150. Hmm. Buyers can now choose between the 2.7 liter mm-hmm. EcoBoost, yeah, the three liter
1: diesel. How's the diesel doing? I heard it was kind of a dog. From I've heard from two dealers that they can't move the darn things.
0: Uh, is that true, or is that just do Bogosity. No, I I think the thing about diesels is very regional, and uh, I haven't seen the numbers on the uh, on the F one fifty diesel yet. Hmm. Uh, So, 2.7 EcoBoost, the 3 liter diesel, the 3.3 normally aspirated V6, and the 3.5 EcoBoost, and the 5 liter are all available in the F 150. That's a lot of choices. A lot of choices. Yeah. A lot of engines. Yeah. Too many. And it sounds like the first one that's probably going to go uh, bye bye at some point will be the 5 liter, which Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite engines. It's so very sweet. Mm. And um, I like it a lot. Uh, The good news is there won't be any job cuts. Uh, for the uh, Canadian folk who manufacture that. They'll be moving over to the Windsor Engine Plant Annex to support 7.3 liter Power Stroke production. Why do they call it an annex? Because it is an addition to. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. And that's what's new in tri- Hey, did you <laughs> That was it. <laughs> hey, did you hear? There was some funky spy photos out there of a regular cab Raptor. A... R- there was? No, I haven't seen them.
1: Can I uh, turn your laptop sideways? And that is weird looking.
0: A regular Cab Raptor. That's odd. Now some people say it's a test bed for future Raptor technology. Future Raptor technology that might uh, you know, uh, have a V8 in it. Hmm, so you know what's up. No, nope, nope yes, not you at do. all. Or some people say it's a development mule for the Bronco. What do you know? It's embargoed. Embargoed. I mean, I don't know anything about this <laughs> truck. I'm just pointing out that it is very, oh! very, very interesting. All I'm saying is it's a regular cab Raptor with a five-foot bed and two seats. Hmm. It's a shorty. Hey, did you hear? <laughs> uh, the-, the wheels are coming off the
1: train, man. Keep it going. Keep it going. Did you hear it? Did you uh, hear are it? Are you
0: get, seriously every time? Did you hear? All right. Yes, I heard. Three liter Duramax. Straight hey, six. Uh, what about it? The power numbers. Uh, I thought we already knew these. Okay. Well, I'm just reminding you because it f- leads into something else. Okay. 277 horsepower. Mm-hmm. 460 pound feet of torque. Sure. Okay, respectable. Right, Love right, it. Right, yep, yep. Popular. Growing. Well, then uh, old Ram came around and announced their eco diesel numbers. Okay. So I so had to one up them like they normally well, do. Well, so uh, as you know, um, manufacturers like to play games of chicken with themselves. And uh, with themselves? With the other, with the opponent. Oh, what is it with the opponent? Yeah, you, you can't play, play chicken, chicken with yourself. Why not?
1: Uh, you can do other things that have chicken involved nope. in the, in the uh, phrase. Nope. You, but...
0: sure, <laughs> you sure can't. So uh, we all thought. Mm hmm. Because the Gladiator power numbers were announced, and I believe the power numbers were announced at the Ram uh, un- press unveiling in Detroit Auto Show, that we were confident that the power numbers for the new Ram pickup were going to be 260, 442. Mm-hmm. The old EcoDiesel- 260, was, 442, okay, yeah. Okay. The old first gen was 240, 420. 240 horsepower, 420 yeah. pounds torque. Gladiator is two sixty four forty two, Okay. Which is a nice bump, right? Sure. Right? You like that from 240, 420. I mean, it's sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then GM says, well, 277, 460. Yeah. So okay. pretty significant. So the new Ram, the volley continues, 260, 480. Okay. 20 more pound feet. Two sixty four eighty 80 in the uh, new three liter eco diesel Ram 1500 that will be out later this year. Oh. That's solid, right? A
1: lot of torque for that little guy. It's a lot of torque. I huh. like that. And it's not even tuned. Wait till Whoa, you know, yeah. wait till the tuners get older.
0: They're not even going to be a problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, did you hear? Uh, Gee, <laughs> G- <laughs> i almost spit out my Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Stop uh, GM announced 2020 <laughs> Sierra HD pricing. <clears throat> well,
1: uh, 2020 Sierra HD. Yes. Okay. Oh, so all right. Let me let me guess. 2020 Sierra HD. Well, which we're talking about the 2500 or 3500? Both. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to take a whack at the 2500. Which trim level? Which uh, I'm going to go for uh, the high country. It's not nope, the high that country. That would be that, a Chevy. Uh, It's a Denali. Yes. Uh, so we're looking at uh, Denali and the Denali, the 2020 Denali HD. Fully loaded. Oh. Which... Dually or oh, a I'm crew sorry. Cab or, oh, yeah. So, well, it's obvious it's going to be a crew cab, right? They're is all it crew a cabs. Long bed? Is it a dually? Uh, Single rear wheel? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Single. I'm going to go for the most common. Twenty five hundred HD, dual cab, uh, six foot box, uh, four wheel drive. All right. Okay. So, crew cab, standard bed. Mm-hmm. Thirty five hundred. Well, Tenali. I was going to say twenty five hundred. Oh,
0: you're going twenty five hundred. Yeah, now.
1: that's the common one. 35s are, it's probably... So you don't,
0: want, you don't want a Dooley? I do not want a Dooley. Hmm.
1: No. Well, I mean, do I personally? Yes. No, no, no. But I want our conversation. What, but no, for our conversation, I want to go with a common one. Okay, well, I... I are like, it's okay, 20 got, to one. I don't right? have
0: a 2,500 Denali listed here. Okay. Then do you have a Dooley then? I have a 3,500 Denali listed. Okay. So all let's right. just go so that route. Add another
1: eight grand on top of whatever we're talking. So now I'm at, uh, all right, 71.
0: Crew cab, long bed, dual rear wheel, Sierra 3500 Denali, 67, 895. Whoa, I was close. But I believe that's with the standard 6.6 liter uh, gas engine. Oh, so I had another yeah, 10. Yeah, right. Oh my God, 70 These are star- starting prices. 78, 9? Yeah, probably. Holy. Before, before options. Crap. I, I bet the new Ram you can get to 96 or 97. <laughs> the Ford you're up there. I bet you the GMs will top out with all the accessories and stuff right under 100 grand. That would be my guess, anyway. If I were a uh, what, what do you call it, a betting man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I bet uh, within the next couple of years you'll see 100 thousand uh, dollars from the factory. Hey, did you hear? <laughs> uh, the Highway Lost Data Institute. The what institute? The Highway Lost Data Institute. Highway loss. Highway
1: Loss Data Institute. Highway Loss, L-O-S-S. Yes. I don't even know what that means,
0: Highway Loss Data Institute. It's the name of an organization that uh, looks at auto uh, claims for repairing automobiles that have been in Got it. There were some uh, rumblings from within the community that the aluminum F-150s would be way more expensive to uh, fix after a crash. And that's not apparently true? According to the Highway Loss Data Institute- Insurance claims for the aluminum-bodied F-150s are about 7% less than the previous steel body generation. Is that because there are fewer of them? Nope. However, that claim frequency is approximately 7% higher, leaving the overall insurance losses for the latest F-150 about the same as the outgoing steel truck. Huh. So it's a wash. Yeah. Kind of interesting. I guess so. You would assume that aluminum would be more expensive, but I think it's probably damaged easier than in like fender benders, which is why there's a higher- Sure. But you would have thought aluminum more expensive than steel. And it melts. It does melt. <laughs> but that's a different story for another day. <laughs> All right. And one last
1: thing. Oh, where were you when you saw the uh, the puddle of melted aluminum that used to be a truck? Were, at my uh, desk. N- n- no. You were at uh, uh,
0: Death Valley. Well, that's where it was. That's where the truck was. Okay. Yes. And one last thing uh, that you should know about. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you know about it? <laughs> that's not how you phrase that it. is It's, did you hear? Is that what I said earlier? Yes, you go, did you hear?
1: And then I, no, I said, did you know? Did you know? You said, did you hear? Did you hear about? That's how you're it, supposed to start know every story.
0: I don't think that's true. Yes, it is. Did Are you, you hear? sure? Yes. Can we go back? No, I'm pretty sure I said, no, did you
1: know? No, 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 no. The show's already too long. Did you hear? Lightning, did you hear? Lightning, did you hear? What? I'm excited to know your, drop some knowledge on me. Go
0: for it. Uh, if you are a fan of Motor Trend on Demand, there is a special Father's Day deal going on right now as you're <gasps> listening to this episode. We've been talking about this for months.
2: Yes.
1: Meaning, yes. meaning, meaning, I wanted a, I've been telling you guys that it's already super cheap to get Motor Trend on
0: Demand. And now you're telling me there's a bargain to be had? MotorTrendOnDemand.com mm-hmm. mm-hmm. slash FD19, Father's Day 19. Yep. 14 day trial. Yes. You can do a choice of $2.99 for your first month. Mm-hmm. Or $29.99 for the first year. So for $3, you can binge watch everything this <laughs> for a weekend. Month. Yes. And of course, that involves all your uh, favorite shows like Dirt Every Day with Fred Williams mm-hmm. and Roadkill with Finnegan and, and Freiberger, head to head. head to head. I mean, all sorts of stuff. So uh, check it out Motor Trend app or Motor Trend On Demand. When are we
1: going to be on Motor Trend On Demand? Never. Oh, really? No, I don't know. You were working on I'm, it. I'm
0: still working on oh, okay. it. I still think that's not dead. That we no, that's not dead. There's okay. lot, there's lots of things in this uh, uh, world swirling. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, did you know? <laughs> or did you hear? <laughs> did you? I don't. Know, does this matter? Just go. Did you hear that we're at the end of news right now? We should oh, get no, no, an no. inbox. Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> you email, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Where were we, Holman? Um, um, Just the other day when you were doing Daytona. your headbomb. Oh, we were in Daytona. I think we were. Oh, we ran into the listeners. We were standing by the burnout box. That's right. And it was a guy and his girlfriend, and she was complimenting us. It was us. Hunter Backwards. Hunt, that's right, Hunter Backwards. Yes. That was his Instagram handle. Yes. And his girlfriend listens and said that she can't get the jingles out of her head. Girlfriend and, or wife? Uh, oh, I don't know. Whoever he was with, she was a pleasant young lady. And, and then told you, uh, she's like, "Oh, I love the jingles, blah blah blah." And then you're like, "Oh yeah, and I dance too." And then yeah. that was in the last episode. Oh, yeah, we did play that. Yeah, we okay, did. Okay, well, that's where it happened. Okay. All right. Hey, why don't you read a freaking email? <laughs> okay, this one is titled Decked, and it's from Brian. Oh, wait a minute. Is this Brian from Canada? This is Brian from Canada, who's <laughs> uh, on a mission right now to catch up to uh, our episodes. Yeah, and he's uh, behind on a few. All right, so, hey, guys, my name is Brian. I thought I'd remind you to keep your truck nuts in your truck drawers. If you bring them out at the wrong time, you might get decked. That is punny. See what he did there. <laughs> Love the show. I'm on episode 66.
0: Almost caught up. Thanks. Do you think he's caught up yet? Nope. All right. Yeah. Um, I've got one here from Keith Kaufman, mm-hmm. entitled "Oh, Mr. Holman." Uh-oh. Uh, I guess I got to fall on my sword on this one. Hey, Truck Show Podcast, Keith here, longtime listener. Started with the first Fryburger episode and then went back to the beginning and have listened ever since. Love the show and the guests and everything about the show. Admittedly, like others, the jingles took some time to get used to, but I don't cringe at them anymore, haha. <laughs> Anyways, I'm listening to episode 69 right now and had to send an email in response to Holman pegging the suckage meter when he was talking about the M3 with the fast revving engine. He calls it an E34, A6 speed, and for the first time it came to the States. Yeah, I realized when we were listening to the edit, I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, an E34 is a 5-series, and this is an E36. Yeah. But I used to work for a mom-and-pop BMW Mercedes shop, and it has been about 20 years. So yeah. my BMW model uh, uh, coating is uh, a little rusty. You were trying to show off, and it backfired. Totally did says, as a BMW enthusiast and a BMW tech, oops, by trade, I got to correct you. The E30 was the first M3 ever in production, and the U.S. did receive those. It was a four-cylinder. I guess what I was trying to say was the first M3 six-cylinder. Mm. That was what I tried to do. I failed miserably. Sure. The E34 is actually the chassis designation for the 89 95 5 series. By the way, there was an M5 based on that chassis, which was super sweet, also with a straight six. I do know a little bit that about that. That one Beamer. is uh, sought after, isn't it? It is very sought after and also very maintenance intensive. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Holman is confusing the E34 fiber for the E36 chassis. Yes, I was. Also, at the time, only a five speed manual was available, not a six speed. Uh, also, correct. And, yes, he was right in the fact that the U.S. got a detuned engine with less power and is known around the world as the fake M3. All other variants (laughs) got the engine with the ITBs and some other additions for more power. Sorry to bust balls, but it was pretty cringeworthy to hear all the fake news, so I felt the need. (laughs) Ha-ha. Anyway, love the show. I'll finish 69 a day at work and jump into 70 after lunch. Also, make sure it's available to purchase. Working on it. Uh, We were hoping end of July it's probably going to be into summer. What, What? 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 Oh, make shirts available yes. for purchase? Got it. Yep. Anyways, again, keep up the great work. I've left a review on iTunes and
2: five stars. stars. I don't know
0: why. We didn't deserve that, clearly. Nope. Uh, he says, uh, thanks, guys. Bye. P.S. I've been meaning to send in a small gift for quite a while now that I keep forgetting to drop in the mail. I'll send it out tomorrow. LOL. What's his gift? I'm, I'm sc- guessing he's going to give us a f- gift. Effing with us. Oh. Oh,
1: yeah. Because the, the T-shirts. Shirts. We never yeah. sent anything out. Yeah. Uh, this one is titled, This is for Lightning. It's from Tyler Cohen. Yep. And there's a word repeated about 60 times on this page. Are you going to read it? Mm -hmm. It says, backslash, backslash, (laughs) backslash, 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 backslash. I believe those
0: words are broken up by backslashes, too. They sure are. (laughs) Should we tell people why? No. Go back and listen All right. a few episodes ago. Matthew Enriquez says, not really a stalker. Truck Show Podcast, what you sipping? <laughs> Usually he leaves us uh, Google yeah. voice yes, uh, he does, on the five-star hotline. But it's more like, Truck Show Podcast, what, what you sipping? Six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. He says, uh, hey guys, listening to you, go on with Alan about what skateboard he used to ride, but I have a question. Why didn't you ask what trucks he rode? Like seriously, independent should be the only answer. But, what are you talking about? What about trackers or... Uh, but when Ed Templeton's name is dropped, I'm always stoked. Dude is weird, but I support it. Also, I was asking about the gas tax because I was curious about owning a CNG vehicle. What are the pros and cons? I think your opinion's pretty respectable. Thanks, guys. Can I go out with a Glendale? Matt from Baldwin Park. <laughs> K-Rock listener. Oh, for sure. Mm.
1: Uh, CNG. Uh, whatever. Press natural gas. Yeah, yeah moving whatever. On. Yeah, moving on. This one's titled Diesel Handle Color from Nathan. Hey, guys. I live in Fargo, North Dakota, and wanted to let you know that we have green diesel handles and
0: green hoses. Keep up the good work. Five stars. Oh, man. That's one tally in your box. You're damn tootin'. I got this one, uh, says, thank you for being awesome from Ben Lewis. Mm -hmm. Lightning and Holman. Wait, thank you for being awesome? (laughs) That's that's what it (laughs) says. He must be listening to an old show. Oh, yeah, very early on. (laughs) Uh, Lightning and Holman, I've been binge listening since your Gladiator bonus episode in February, and I'm almost caught up. Mm, I like that. Okay. Okay, Thank you. I've learned so much and have grown an even greater appreciation for trucks and your jingles on my one and a half hour drive to and from work every day. Unfortunately, I'm driving the least manly and most boring vehicle possible at the moment. Mm. What
1: is it? Wait, wait. Oh. Uh, uh, I, I he's agree driving with you. a uh, so let me guess. What's he driving? At? He's driving at like a what's that little Chevy spark? <laughs> no? What's he driving? That super
0: not manly. Uh, 2016 Toyota Corolla. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. just boring. It's, it's not, bo- not manly. It's just boring.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: He says, but I do get to drive a truck at work. Behold, the biggest, most impressive truck you've ever seen. Well, he has a purple. Looks like a 98 Ford Ranger. Hmm, let me see. But it's the tow vehicle for Midwest Medair Helicopter. Oh, whoa, that's rad, helicopter. He says, oh, well, at least the helicopter's fun to fly. Tons of stuff to mount her the parameters with. Mm-hmm. The Ford Ranger's. has been Hey, with wait, our- you can't blow past that. <laughs> He says, the Ford Ranger has been with our company for about 20 years, and it just refuses to die. It's now the official aircraft tug for our Airbus EC-135 helicopter. I'm looking to purchase a truck in the next year or so, and I was wondering if you two could go a little deeper into the VM 3-liter EcoDiesel. I've heard snippets about it here and there, but nothing really saying it's a good engine or not. I know the first version had issues with the five-weight oil and bearings, but how's the new one turning out? I'd love to get a Gladiator with EcoDiesel, but I don't know if it's worth the wait, especially if it's going to be lemon. Thank you, gentlemen. Keep it classy, and... Five stars, and that's respectfully Ben, and he wants to know if there's any way he can purchase a TSP sticker for his workbench. And uh, Ben, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, no, you can't, you, you can't. But we're gonna, we're b- gonna but do if you, if something. If you just, if you email us, uh, we're gonna we'll, ignore we'll, we'll you, just like no, everybody we'll, else. <laughs> we'll catch up to it at some point. <laughs> no, and, we won't though. But Ben is a chief pilot. For how about this? What if we have him put a chief truck show pilot for Midwest Air? Oh, or thought. Midwest Med Air. Right. Uh, maybe we should give ha- we'll give him two stickers. But he has to put one on his helicopter. He's not going to. That's a
1: gorgeous helicopter. I'm looking at it Yeah, it doesn't no, need to be ruined no, with our
0: stupid no, sticker. No, no, Ben, you don't really want one. Mm-mm. I'll send it to you if you email no, me. No, you won't. <laughs> I might. You won't. You will. Declan a box of stickers. You realize <laughs> no, no, that, right? I know that. Okay. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, the VM 3-liter EcoDiesel, the early ones did have some issues. Um, the later ones seem to be fine. And uh, I am told this next generation that's coming out Whoa, in the club. What, what's the cutoff? You said early and late. Like when... Uh, well, just first gen and now the second gens are coming out. Okay. I would just say that uh, the uh, the ones that are going to be in the Gladiator and in the uh, new Ram that we talked about mm-hmm. earlier are supposed to have a whole slew of improvements. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, if it's more reliable, but I have actually had a long-term Grand Cherokee with the first gen in it. I had zero problems over a year and 20,000 miles. I know there's been some horror stories about some bearing wear and the zero weight versus five weight oil that. Mm-hmm. The manufacturer spec'd one thing, and FCA had a different spec for fuel economy, and it caused some warranty issues. But I heard all that's been Resolved. remedied. Yeah. Okay. So, as far as I know, and from the scuttlebutt, from what I hear, it's been fine. And I know uh, at least three people who own eco diesel uh, vehicles one Ram and two Grand Cherokees. Mm-hmm. No issues. Love them. Okay. So, that, there's my answer on that. All right. Solid. Go get an extended warranty. Don't worry about it.
1: This one's titled Show Me the Nissan from Jimmy. Hello TSP. I really enjoy listening to the show, even though I do not own a truck at this time. Well, it makes two of us.
0: I have plans. To, <laughs> I have plans too in the future. So, do you have plans to in the future, Lightning? I do. Really? What, I do. What's in your driveway right now? I nothing. That's not true. That's a Mini Cooper. Okay. What else is in your driveway I, right now? I'm
1: not going to talk about it. Nothing. Uh, your I'm wife I, has a
0: truck. She's
1: uh, more of a truck than you do. My wife just bought the new Kia. Yeah.
2: Um, tell you ride.
1: Tell you
0: ride. Yeah. What did you just buy? I uh, I bought a Kia Telluride <laughs> no. with my wife. Yes, there's a there's a missing. Uh, you have a, a Scion for your son. Uh, yes, you have a Mini Cooper. That's correct. You have then my other a... son will inherit. Okay, yeah. all right, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You also have a, a Kia Telluride. That's and correct. And there's something under a tarp nope. that was there when I picked nope. you up. No, there
1: isn't. There is a tarp <laughs> nope. vehicle in your driveway. Nope, there isn't. That's just your imagination.
0: I am going to your house, taking a picture and posting it on social. If you nope. don't give it up right now, nope. I don't know what you're okay. talking about. Honestly. So there's, this one there's is just from... No, my... Lighting is full crap. <laughs> this one's from Jimmy. Hello, TSP.
1: I really enjoy listening to the show. And I'm, I'm reading this over again. Even though I do not own a truck, I have plans to own one in the future. I'm a Nissan fan, but I'm a little hesitant to consider purchasing one due to what seems like a lack of aftermarket support in the off-road industry. I was wondering if you would consider doing an all-Nissan show to let us know who's out there. That really supports the Frontier and the Titan with off-road goodies. Cheers, Jimmy Higgins. P.S.
0: Five stars! Oh, interesting. Well, we have a few all-Nissan episodes. We haven't really talked about the aftermarket that much, but mm. we've, we've, and we've uh, sprinkled some Nissan aftermarket. Icon is one of the companies that supports them, and DECT obviously does a lot with them, and... Uh, there's a few. No, uh, Nist Tech listen,
1: is another one. Yeah, but the, there there is definitely a lack of support for that vehicle, and I know that. I mean, it's such a badass truck, without question. I just think that maybe some of the aftermarket manufacturers are concerned that the quantity is not necessarily sure volume. They're not selling enough. a million a year, right? And and so when you're an aftermarket you know parts provider, you need massive quantity on the road in hopes of just getting a small percentage of those over the market share and then yeah. also
0: to uh make back your r&d yeah. expenses that's real tough oh we have another email from brian wieldin oh wait a minute this is our canadian friend yes hey guys because i'm canadian i feel it's appropriate to say i am deeply sorry for all the emails i'm all cut up now <laughs> can't wait for next week thanks again Brian. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, I <laughs> appreciate you listening. This one's titled Gas XD from
1: Lars. Hey, guys. Uh, Holman, when you were interviewing your Nissan buddy, did you say Gas XD? I thought all the XDs were diesels, but maybe I was mistaken. Also, wondering if you're sending shirts to Canada anytime soon. Keep up the great show and... $5. Five stars! The answer is no on the shirts to Canada. <laughs> That's and not true. Did you say... Lars'
0: stuff is in a box somewhere. Yep. Sitting on your floor in your office. Future I saw it. Stuff. So did you yes. say Gas XD? Yes, I did. You can get a Gas XD. That's yes. the uh, base engine. And they actually drive really darn nice. Okay. I like them a lot. So you should go down to your dealership
1: and check one out. Just take one for a test drive. Just tell me you want the gas one. That's what I'm saying. Or the diesel one. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we made it. We made it till the end. I feel like barely, though. And you know what? We didn't get a chance to play any five-star hotline calls this time. That kind of bums me out. Five-star.
2: Five-star. Five-star. Hotline.
1: 657-205-6105. Leave us a message, and we'll play it back on the next show. How about that? I like that. All right. It's a truck show podcast. More than this episode.
7: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Much, much more.
7: The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Whoa, whoa.
0: And don't forget to hit us up on our socials, at Truck Show Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, send us an email, please. We love emails. TruckShowPodcast at gmail.com. And if we haven't read your email, we're sorry. We have a freaking slew of emails. Yeah. We were thinking, why don't we just do a USOD, bonus episode. And we'll just try and catch about all of our emails. If you I, want to listen to it, you can. If you I don't, don't, know. You don't? I, I have
1: mixed feelings on that. Why? I don't know. I just think it's that our we, readers we need interacting to a, with us. Man, we need a good
0: mix on a show.
1: You know what I mean? We need guests. We need. I don't know if we just want to do all listener stuff. Why? I don't That's know. That's
2: a
0: tribute to our listener. A tribute? They don't want yeah. to. We're at episode want, seventy-three. No. Maybe we do that for yeah. episode seventy-five. Eh. A uh, Let's. They just talk want to
1: write uisode. No, I know, but I No, it's great. We could have a miisode. That's every episode. <laughs> no, it's no, it's a episode. No, it's a USO. See what you did it's there? A, it's a themisode. A themisode. Yeah, that's an us episode. <laughs> this is oh. not even making any sense now. <laughs> it's time right, to go. Listen, listen. Before <laughs> Nissan kills their contract, <laughs> let's just thank them and get out. All right, all right. Listen, five year, one hundred thousand mile warranty. It's the best in the business. Go to your local Nissan dealer because there is one in every major city. All right, head down there and hop in a Nissan Titan XD. Whether it's gas or diesel, or just
0: a regular uh, Titan, which are all gas, because we love those trucks. <laughs> we do the gravity seats and Titan boxes and fender audio and all the great things that make the Titan so great. Just like strong and manly. Hey, did you get your Titan to drive yet? No, they oh. just like straight up ditched me. No, that's not true. I sent an email. Oh, you, you did? should be good. Yeah. You sent an email so they would stay away or what? Not No, contact no, no, me? no, 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 I sent an email saying, hey, remember this? We're good. We'll get you one. Hold on a second. We need to do a truck review with Lightning. Wait, minute, wait, wait, wait. What? You're saying one thing, but your facial expressions uh-huh. are saying something else. Hey, and also Decked. Uh, <laughs> don't forget your storage solution so you uh, keep your truck nuts in check yeah. and in your drawers. <laughs> and uh, we love our friends over at Deckt. Uh, Deckt.com or at USA on Instagram. If you uh, have issues with things rattling around the bed, we can solve them with a Deck system. And, uh, right. Lightning, what do you think? Time to go home? We done here? I think we did not earn our stars today. Well, regardless, I will implore you as a listener to please go over to uh, Apple Podcasts (laughs) and uh, please leave us a
2: five-star review, five-star.
0: Subscribe, share, tell your friends, and uh, welcome to all of our friends that we picked up, all of our new listeners from uh, Daytona Truck Beat. Oh, yeah. We're happy to have you, and we hope you stay with us for a while. Yes, we do. And you know what?
2: Good day and good night. God bless. (laughs)